Oh, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Come over here. Now, let me clear up any confusion that you might have. I don't want to be treated as your equal. I want to be treated a lot better than you. <laughs> I mean, really, like a goddess who likes to go bar hopping. It's clearly Blanche it's Devereaux. obviously Blanche. <laughs> That's obvious. I mean. I'm really just over here trying to decide which season that is. And Jerry should provide a clue of some sorts, mm. but... I'm not. I'm just gonna take a stab in the dark and say three. And it's season seven, episode God 16. God damn. Okay. <laughs> I'm never gonna get the seasons. I'm just yeah, gonna no. go ahead and accept that. Maybe I'll just switch the seasons thing to like Golden Girls <laughs> trivia because I've looked up Golden Maybe Girls so. trivia and stuff like that online, and it's all so easy. Like, what is what's the name Dorothy's of the actress who played Sophia? Name? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> what is the name of Dorothy's son? Or like whatever. Like, it's super easy. <sighs> I'll think of something. Good show, good show. All right, so welcome back, you guys, to another episode of the show. I am Room Clanahan. Wow, I don't even have anybody. I'll be a Stelgetti then. Right. Amen. Um, we're here. We're queer. We're frozen. In another fucking nor'easter. How does this keep happening to us? I just. Why does it have to happen on? Wednesday. Wednesdays, right. And it's always worse Wednesday nights when we are in the studio. It's like, we just can't catch a break. Uh, but happy spring. It is at least spring now. Allegedly. Right. Officially, technically, but not really. Well, it's, business as usual. It's northern spring. Right. Whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. <laughs> Black excellence. This week is going out to Miss Ida Keeling. Do you know who that is? I don't. Okay. So in 2016... She ran the 100-meter dash and the pen relays, and she set a world record because at the time, I believe she was 100 years old. Okay. She ran the 100-meter dash in one minute in 17.33 seconds. Damn. So that was a world record for women between the ages of 100 and 104. Um, so now uh, she's 102. She just dropped a book Still called Can't Nothing, trucking. Bring Me Down. Absolutely. <laughs> just last month, uh, she ran the 60 meter record uh, and wow. said like another record or something like that for what was it? The Armory NYC event. First woman over 100 years old to complete the event 60 meters. Go off. Um, so she just dropped a book. It's called Can't Nothing Bring Me Down. It talks about thrilling moments like this, but also her struggles growing up poor in Harlem, working in factories during the Great Depression to raise wow. four kids as a single mother and losing two adult sons to unsolved cases of drug-related violence. So typically, I mean, like basically a black woman's life. Right. Like, a, yeah. like ups, downs, middles. Right. White people bullshit. I mean, she grew up in Harlem. She's been in Harlem for 100 years, so... She has certainly seen some shit. That is something else. Um, so the book is on Amazon and you can purchase it now. I definitely got a copy because first of all, it sounds like a great read. Second of all, I could barely run a hundred anything. Right. I'm thinking that that time sounds good for me, maybe <laughs> like right now. <laughs> I just Googled her and I see this quote where she said, I am a giant. I'm worldwide. Yes. I'm in the book of records and I'm still she chasing said that on myself. Allure, I think I am obsessed. Runnersworld.com. I believe this is they interviewed her. Um, and talked about her 
gym routine. She says, I go to the gym, take a strengthening class that has some dance steps. Other days, I got my bike and my running and my three-pound weights. I squat with them, stretch my arms out. I try to do 10 minutes three times a day. Go off. Then it's nap time. Yes. When a race gets closer, <laughs> I also go with my daughter who introduced her to track and field because she's track and field. Uh, runner and coach and all those things. Okay. Um, she says she'll this. go to the track with her daughter for a 40-minute session of warm-up drills and a single 60-meter run. So, That's 102 yeah. out here doing things. Not only, first of all, when she broke that record at the Penn Relays, mm-hmm. after she, like, completed the race, she celebrated by doing push-ups. <laughs> wow. She's a beast. A goddess. <laughs> so, go off, tipping man. my hat off to her. Amazing. Doing amazing Fitness things. Fitness is the inspiring, key, bro. Being a badass. <laughs> can't nothing hold her down. I also want to say big congratulations to James Bland and Vanessa Kelly. They are nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor and Actress in a Digital Daytime Drama Series for Giants, which is a series on Issa Rae's YouTube network if you haven't seen it nice. yet. It's currently in season two. I suggest you check it out because it is quite motherfucking good. So, I gagged when I saw this. Both of y'all deserve the fuck out of those nominations. So, congratulations to y'all and you should win them. If you don't, I'll fight people for you. I love that digital shows are getting recognized for Emmys now. Right? That is fantastic. Absolutely. Like, because a lot of the stuff on the internet is better than the stuff on TV and it's not even low key. I wish that you would just open your mouth and speak these <laughs> words. It's like, not even low key. So that is just fantastic. I salute every single person who is out here like, I'm just going to write this shit myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to get whatever together and make this shit happen on my own or whatever and mm-hmm. build from there because trust and believe I understand the struggle and I can't even get to a fraction with the fuck half right. y'all niggas are doing. It is rough. As soon as you start talking about renting cameras and sets and all that, I'm like, okay, mm, no, no. As soon as no, you had no, talk about finishing writing. <laughs> like, what are you like? Ooh, ooh, oh, damn. My me. God. Drag like, me. I'm dragging us. <laughs> I so congratulations to all of our black excellent people this week yay now um moving things right along okay okay to um the hot tops catching fire get it cause I do get it alright no I get it cool I just <laughs> I didn't know whatever <laughs> so first and foremost uh what do we got here oh Jay-Z and Beyonce uh, were photographed in Jamaica shooting a video of some sort and some kind. First of all, thank you. I mean, just... She did that just for you. I really felt like this was a personal favor to me. Um, I love you so much for that, Beyonce. Um, Really, I felt like Hold Up was enough. You know, because it was like a little... Yeah, no, it definitely was. You could hear it. Um, she had her whole moment at the Super Bowl where she... Dutty won. Well, she did that like through some tours and stuff like that when the Dutty One came out. Oh, right, right, that. right. Yes. Never get tired of that breakdown. <laughs> Beyonce appreciates my place. She does. She does. She loves it. Um, shout out to all of the local yard folk who came out into the streets and were like, Jizzy! Jizzy! <laughs> Like all of the I live. <laughs> yes, thank so, you so much. Everybody who decided to Snapchat that and oh, it's gonna happen <laughs> in your native beautiful patois while you were doing so because that has made the videos that much better. My girl, my girl, my girl, come over here. Like all of this, like talking to Beyonce. Right. Like Beyonce never get up and come over she's, to you, but she's no, she's working right now. <laughs> um so no, you know, 
mm-hmm. confirmation, of course, right, on what this is. This could be a, a song for a video for a song mm-hmm. that they're going to release, probably from this collaborative album that they've been talking about for my whole life or it could just be something they're shooting for the tour like footage this could right. be a part of the movie that you it discussed really could, last week right that's what I, that was my first thought was this is tour footage Sir and Rumi are somewhere getting ready for their close ups right. Blue Ivy's in the back with that gold wig from the wearable art gala <laughs> Right. Running around somewhere. Like, this is just part of the vignettes we'll see. But it could be a music video. Either way, all I know is Beyonce was on that motorcycle looking fine as fuck, looking like thick thighs save lives next to her husband, looking like himself, no shade of Jay-Z, but just next to Beyonce is hard to... I mean, it would be difficult for anybody. So it just, I just was so happy to see her beautiful face again. And whatever it is she's doing, I'm ready for it to come out. Just run me over, whatever it is. Bring it on. Just fuck me up, Beyonce. Just fuck me right on up. Speaking of Vu Ivy, um, she absolutely was at the Rebel Art Gala where... She was not letting anybody, including Tyler Perry, outbid her for anything. I love it. I don't know. It was, I think it was like a Basquiat. No, it was a portrait of Sidney Poitier. And Tyler Perry told some story about how he just saw this piece of art and was like, oh my goodness, I have to have it. I'm so rich. Nobody is going to outbid me. Until Little you Blue thought. Ivy in her gold wig turned <laughs> him and said, oh, Medea. <laughs> Today is the day that you lose, honey. Blue Ivy turned around and said, guess who's coming to dinner, bitch? <laughs> she had been plotting on that portrait and she was taking that shit home. She just, Well, how culture do you have to be at age six to know how to bid on art? Nigga, please. This is what I love so much about this child. Is I feel like I just love seeing this little black girl with all of this access and just living yeah. this life of wealth. So normal to her to just bid on art and giggle when the price is higher. Every oh, time, <laughs> every time Star Jones, who has to be friends with Miss Tina, would like say whatever mm-hmm. number they were bidding at, wherever it was at, Blue was just like, "Here's my hand." Like I'm not even raising the paddle or whatever. It's just you, you know I have hand. a paddle, girl. It's me. And you see my hand. You already know. Y'all looking this way anyway. Don't play a game. You see my wig shimmering. So I will actually be taking that. Medea, put your hands back down, okay, and go have a family reunion, bitch. Because so what's not funny. gonna happen is you leaving here with my stuff. So actually, funny. I will outbid you on everything that you raise your hand at because now you're getting on my nerves. So give me my things. Um, Daddy, I don't even know why you're reaching over here trying to take things from me. You already know. When he was holding her little hands it. down and she was cracking up like, you could do whatever you <laughs> no, want. No, that's funny, nigga. really. Anyway, so 19. <laughs> you and your little hug. Thank you so much. Yeah, put it on the book, Star. Thanks so much, love. I just, I just can't get enough. We got an email from somebody who was there and said that really Blue Ivy was in a bid and war with Tyler Perry all night. I knew it. Apparently they went back and forth on that one piece. I'm telling you. And then Tyler Perry won and then Blue bid on the next one and won that one. Mm-hmm. And then Shea Moisture came on stage and they donated 60000 Tyler Perry was like, oh, I'll double that. And then Blue was like, I'll double that. <laughs> Now, I don't know if you just being funny or if this really happened, but I feel like it did. <laughs> I feel like she was like, Tyler Data 120. It did to me. Put me down for two. No, put me down for 250. Thanks so much. <laughs> yes, Blue. I love Carter. you lots. Oh, when she and her mama smile, they look exactly alike. The same. My God. The same. It is just something else. It she really is. She is like a blended, like, 
Jay-Z, Beyonce, Macchiato in the face. She really is. But just, I just, I'm trying to fathom being six years old and spending $300,000 in one night. Like, and who go check me? And her mama is literally just sitting there giggling like, oh, we got it. Because Blue, Blue's been a millionaire by herself since birth. So they ain't even got to spend their money on her art. That Sydney Poitier portrait, if she wanted, that's going in her room. That's my art, nigga. That's not for Beyonce and Jay. Next to all of the other art hung up in her room that Jay Z has already talked about. Right. We already know she's got basketball. Blue is a collector. She is. She has taste. She's refined. She knows what she likes. And she's going to get it. It's that simple. In that gold wig. Uh, I die. Mm. Today Uh, was not your day, Medea. (laughs) Tell Cora. I said, what's up? Good night. I know Tyler Perry was like, I know this baby is not. This this child is really just going. I am. I am. I actually am. Mm-hmm. Star is the one who called you Uncle Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> I didn't do that. Right. Good day, sir. And you have a great night as well. I just love her. All right. So now on to lesser important and fabulous people. Um, apparently, uh, there's trouble b- between Princess Love and Brandy. And oh, Brandy's mama. Oh, well. And everybody not else. Not shocked. Over there She's in love and hip hop Hollywood. So, <sighs> Princess is pregnant. She just had a baby shower, I guess. Um, there's, okay, so someone reported a story about how, I think it was TMZ, they said that at her gender reveal party, Okay. Event, whatever those are. That's like are. a pre-baby shower that people yeah, do now. Yeah, right. It's the pre-baby shower. Yes. Uh, which, y'all ain't slick, but it's cute. You're not like getting it. two presents. It's, I'm not, right. That's it. Bitch, I will like. You're not getting two presents. I will come to your festive creative <laughs> shit where y'all right. shooting like blue dust into the sky. And, and and I won't even get started on my gender speech and how you shouldn't assign gender to your fetus and put that sort yeah, of expectation. No. I'm not even going to get it. I'm We're not even going to be that. Right. I'm not even, I'm just going to come. We're just come. And eat your blue or pink cupcakes but and you celebrate with you. one. <laughs> but you are getting one. Bitch, <laughs> off of that registry, I'm getting one present one and maybe a pack of diapers also if we are real close now your mama could buy you whatever the fuck <laughs> however many she mama's wants. gonna do that anyway all the child's me, life bitch i me. <laughs> will be doing just one y'all are not low with that shit it ain't no two registries bitch and some of y'all be trying to have gender reveals and baby showers and y'all got three four five kids already <sighs> Anyway, at this point, I mean, girl, I would, the only one enthralled is you. <laughs> By the time you get to fifth, sixth baby, we're just like, yay. One gift is what you Still get. a blessing. Still a blessing. And I'm happy if you are. <laughs> right. But you will get no more than one present from me. This is just what's going to happen. That's just it. Registering all across town. You know how they do. So... They say at the gender reveal moment, um, Princess was um, ambushed by Brandy and Miss Sonia because they felt like there was something that happened on the gram that was uh, shade towards Ray J from Princess. And they feel like she owed Ray J an apology. You are kidding me. And Princess told them to mind their damn business because it was her relationship and they didn't have no business being in their relationship, especially since they can't maintain their own. So now, being that this came from TMZ, okay, and I don't really pay much attention to what's going on in their, you know, lives. Right. I assumed, oh, you know, this is probably all kinds of fabricated, or this is not exactly what happened. So, 
Brandy posted the following on um, her Instagram. It says, congrats to my brother and sister on their baby and baby shower. Three bottle emojis. I'm very excited to be an auntie. So sorry I missed this moment with the both of you. I had a show in Hampton, Virginia on the same day, but I'm so glad I was able to push my flight back for the gender reveal the day before. There's nothing here but love. And no matter what anyone says, we are family. and We will always be. Your beautiful bundle of joy will change our lives forever. Love you, Prinky. I guess that's Princess because she tagged her right after. Mm, okay, Prinky. Um, okay, that's not cute. But that all sounds right. like what maybe I would name my next Yorkie. Is right. Is her middle name something Inky? I've already that's decided Prink- that my next dog is going to be Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Link Kirby is a smash for this thing. Anyway, and I love you. I thought Infinity. Kirby was a pokey. No, no, I didn't. I'm just kidding. No, I've seen him on on Mario Kart. You can drive with Kirby, so he's not a Pokemon. Mm, he's right? He's not in Kirby. He's not in Mario Kart. Car- Kirby's not that big pink thing. Well, you can use your amiibo to get like a Kirby suit, but he's not in the game. Oh, okay. Maybe that's. But he I'm is the big, big pink. Thing. Okay. All right. Sorry, my bad. And I love you, Infinity Ray J. May God continue to guide you and keep you forever, Norwood. Now, that sounds really sweet. And like, oh, see, so TMZ was lying. But then Princess loved a comment that says, shut the fuck up posting this. I should post what you just text me. I was about to say, it sounds fake as hell to me. <laughs> that sounded like bullshit. And you know Brandy be making shit up. <laughs> Like, you know, like, oh. Brandy began on Instagram and telling whole I understand. stories. I understand now why Ray J ain't one ounce of shit. Because look, his, this mama and sister running behind <laughs> his business. They probably have been doing that all his life. Running behind him, cleaning up his messes, and attacking other people for daring to say something about their precious They're boys. married, right? The Princess and Ray J? Yeah, yeah, they had like a wedding thing. Yeah, I think that was... Remember so like, her storyline was that she needed to get... <laughs> She wanted to protect her assets <gasps> before they got married. Her hairline. Yeah. Oh my god! And that lawyer was looking at her like, "This is a net worth of four hundred and fifty-eight dollars." Four simple hundred. <laughs> That's something to be proud of. Oh yeah, so I think they are married. I do. But yeah, like you know, I don't know if she That's was funny. being shady to Ray J. I could understand why his sister and mama would be like, don't come for, you know, our person. But at the same time, I think the sister and mama gonna have to understand that first of all, she's married to Ray J. So don't she's going to be lot. aggravated for life. So, <laughs> That's one. Two, like they're gonna have issues and you're gonna like want to just let them work it out. You know, like you can't, you know, so like you have right. a, a a sibling that you know what I'm saying. Like you can't possibly Who has a wife and children, jump into right. every spat. Nor that would I want to. Your husband, I mean, your brother gets into where his wife. Right. No. And if if and I cannot fathom this because my brother is like youth minister at the church. So, right. but if. They got into it so bad that my sister-in-law was posing a comment about him on Instagram. I would call my brother and be like, now what the hell did you do? <laughs> like, that would be my my first reaction was because that is so your outside of her character. Is youth mi- like, we're talking about Ray J. Right. Oh, right. We're See. talking about Ray J who pushed See, Princess in a pool on, on TV. On TV. See, it's a lot harder than to fathom because I, my brother is not garbage. <laughs> so, so it's just like, I can't see this happening. But... I just I'm I'm trying so hard to get this and it just I don't know. 
Uh, I, but I'm a, a team princess on this one. Team princess. Ain't that a shocker? Only because, like, I obviously something happens. Because right. not only did she say "shut the fuck up" posting this, <laughs> then she said with no uh, punctuation mark or any period or full stop, "I should post what you just text me." Please do. Like now, I want to see it. Now I really do want to see it. I hope Brandy keeps pissing her off. Well, she deleted the whole ass shit <laughs> afterwards. Oh, <laughs> Trying to be fake. Oh, you too much like Sonya. Why didn't you just not say nothing? Why didn't you? You didn't have to do all that. Oh, I just, I'm so upset that I missed it, but I'm so glad I got to be there for the gender review. Like, you could have just not done that at the same time, and we would have been just fine. But she knew, you know, by that time, there was already talk that something had happened at this and that and third or whatever. But, like, if something happened, something happened. Right. Like, you don't have to act like something didn't. The smart thing is to ignore it and not acknowledge it at all if that's what you're going to do. Because you trying to be fake about it just means Princess is still really annoyed with your ass. <laughs> and now even further pissed. Right. So, so now she feels no type of way about getting on Instagram. And pregnant. So she truly fuckless at this point. <laughs> Child, Brandy played herself. She needs to stop listening to her damn mama. <laughs> that is a mess. That didn't have to happen. It just didn't. That has Sonya written all over it. It really does. <laughs> and I, I mean... She will fight for her kids, but girl, like you're gonna have to let your husband. I mean, your, your husband, your, your, your son, son right. be a husband. Your son may not be a great husband. He really may not be a great. Maybe husband. he deserved the shade. He may have deserved it, and since it's Ray J, we know he probably did. <laughs> I mean, so, odds are you just have to be real about your situation. Like you have to think about it. Is my son? Is my brother? Is my nephew? Is my grandson? Is this a fuck nigga? Like taking away my personal feelings for him. Is this nigga worth a damn? Sometimes it's hard to do that for I some I mean, people. I guess so. I guess so. But, but Safari Mama on TV looking at him like, now, I don't know what the hell you're black. Safari Mama is like, I don't know what you're doing, and I don't know who these hoes are. Keep them away from me. Your keep them from me. life is a mess. And both his sisters sitting right next to her is like, I agree. <laughs> like You can embarrass yourself all you want to, but we won't be too much of a part of this here. I love when his mom would say, when Safari's mom was like, don't give me no dap. I'm not your friend. <laughs> I was like, that is my mama, Jamaican. (laughs) So good. Um, So, I mean, good luck to the Norwood uh, uh, love. Y'all better leave Princess alone. Let her gestate that baby and give birth. What the hell? I mean, Brandy, you ain't pregnant, are you? Right? No, she can't be because she would have been pregnant for like a year by now. Three babies by now. I know. No, she just what? Let her fat in peace. Thank you. Although they're saying Cardi is due in July. Well, now Cardi is a different story. Yeah. Cardi lied and said she wasn't pregnant and just nobody believes it. I mean, but wouldn't you? (laughs) It just is like, damn, sis, you have been, you just so far on the come up. Like you are just doing so well. And she's talking about, you know, still going on tour with Bruno and still performing at Coachella. And I'm like, how? How? I'm so sorry he did that to you, sis. (sighs) Well. Not just one at a time. It wasn't that it's less he did it to you and more y'all allowed that to be I done. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, just, I just want. Because uh, she got to be the one to go around and, and carry the baby and her career will be the one that is right, complicated. Right. And maybe he'll be like, I'm a daddy when the baby is born. Maybe. Like, but isn't uh, this in his a catch, fourth like, baby? Right. Yeah. He has like See? several kids. See? But you know what I'm saying? I'm saying like it's always different for women obviously because you're the one carrying the baby right. but like 
That's Past such that, a toll on your body. she could have the baby and be, you know, a great mom and get acclimated to motherhood and everything simple and come right back in with another Bodak Yellow. And I feel like people will treat her differently simply because of the fact that she's a mom. Now. Yeah, people are definitely going to start treating her differently once she's a mother. I just... I mean, I don't want to tell anybody else what to do with their uterus, but the timing of this just seemed so, so wrong. Yeah. It just seemed so I mean, wrong. it would have been nice if you for you to at least get your debut album out. Right. You had like you still you have so much to do and you are just like, uh but anyway, congratulations. And, I mean, and at least when Beyonce had a baby in the middle of us wanting things, it was like, well, um, I want to have a baby and I've given y'all things for a very, very long right, time. Right. And she had that baby, mm-hmm. took a year, came right back on. The baby was in the back right. working on the choreography. So. I mean, and Cardi will have enough money to have all the help she could possibly want and all that. And she'll be able to tour with the baby and bring her mom and her sister with her if she wants to do all that. And it's still going to be hard as fuck. I know. I just hope things don't. I, I just know this is going to be complicated for her. And I hope that it's not like unfair. In terms of its, its complications. It's absolutely going to be unfair. I know, and it sucks <laughs> because it's just she's just so new. She's a black and woman like, in America, a, so it's going to be unfair. You know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Still, you know, happy for her. I am happy for I mean, you if you you know, happy. babies are a blessing. People be excited to have kids. I don't want to make it sound like I'm just like, wow. Like, like oh my God, what you? the? You're right. Like, no, obviously, I'm just saying, like, the reality of the right. things is that, like, right. you're on a wave right now, and it's great, and it's changed your life in a lot of ways and stuff like that. But Cardi has also said several times that she don't mind sitting, she wouldn't mind sitting her ass down right now because niggas are doing too much. So maybe this so is the break go. she needs. Whatever maybe makes she you wants happy. This. Right. Right. She has said over and over how she's really kind of over being famous, and things were better when she had money and people weren't paying attention to her. People are dicks when you start doing well. Oh, it's true. So let's make some choices because Lord knows I'm not trying to be here forever. Do okay. you want to talk about Ambrose defending her son or do you want to talk about Neo defending some goofy shit he said? Oh, Jesus. You know what? Sebastian. All right. So here's what happened with Sebastian Taylor Thomas. No. Nope. <laughs> no, nope. that isn't it. He, I mean, that's his name. Is it really? His middle name is Taylor, and his daddy last name is Thomas, so I'm sure that's his name. I thought you were being funny like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Google it. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, okay. Anyway, so Amber Rose posted some... It is. Told you. I'm a fan. Like, I, I kind of stand <laughs> for the badge. <laughs> I do. Okay. Um, right. I think it's a great name, honestly. It perf- it's perfect. I mean, Taylor Gang is... Is was Khalifa's whole thing? Yeah, but Thomas then, ends with a Z. Yeah, it does. I don't. I've I've never seen that. That's not his fault. But I mean, no, it's not anybody's. <laughs> I mean, but it does. That's right. Okay, called. well, that's fine. Thomas. Thomas. Right. Thomas. Right. That's what I was thinking. Thomas. You know how niggas do. <laughs> um. So Amber Rose posted a clip of uh her son who got a surprise present from none other than Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift sent him some, I don't know, collector's edition, big box. I don't know. It looks like the, you know, those gift bags that they give to famous people and famous people only. Mm -hmm, It was one of those, but designated specifically for Sebastian, who is a fan of her music. This was probably the only time I can think of that I had like an ear to ear grin with something Taylor Swift related. Taylor Swift, and it yeah. is all because of the power of the badge. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he 
he's so smart right. and so like sweet and pure and it was just like exciting he's like oh my god she wrote me a letter Aww. and like she got he got tickets to her concert and all of that so like it was just adorable seeing him like open this box and like get his little life and right. trying to be appreciative and stuff like that um I guess some people were saying dumb shit about the child because, of course, y'all niggas are miserable and half y'all bitches don't even know how to apply a lotion to your kneecaps. And oh so you God. take it out on other people by saying whatever dumb anonymous <laughs> shit on Instagram and you're really pathetic and you'll never amount to anything. About a baby. Come so, on now. Here's what Ambrose had to say on her Instagram. She said, shout out to all the hyper-masculine men and ignorant dumbass women that will call a five-year-old gay for liking Taylor Swift. What? Oh, you don't be surprised. Y'all call that baby gay? Shocker. Right. I thought it was more like, how dare you have such shit taste in music, <laughs> Sebastian? <laughs> I, what? And a five, of course, a five year old loves Taylor Swift. Kids like, do love Taylor duh. Swift, man. They do. <laughs> so they don't I know better. I let it go. I cannot believe y'all called that baby kid. Of course they did. These niggas are fucking miserable. Oh my god. This is why young kids kill themselves, and this is also why our society is so fucked up. She says, liking a certain type of music will not make you. Pick your sexuality, dumb fucks. P.S. My son just got accepted into the most prestigious private school in Los Angeles because he's smart as fuck and creative as fuck like his parents. We allow him to be himself. He can listen to whatever music he likes. He can like whatever color he wants. And we let him be passionate about whatever his little heart desires. You don't make our son live by society norms. That's why he's so special. Let's do better for the next generation, people. Grow the fuck up and teach your kids to love and not hate. P.S. Regardless if he's gay or straight, when he gets older, he will be around the most amazing loving people that will support him no matter what he also has more money in his bank account than any of you trolls could ever imagine well, lol well that mean we love facts <laughs> like I, stand I, for I, I love a paragraph full of facts so <laughs> i heard you know shout out to amber rose she's doing that parenting shit right absolutely she, abs yes she is and she's right like he's fucking five <laughs> He's five, girl. He just likes the beat. He likes the songs. That's his shit. And Taylor Swift does have some bops. So it's not... Even I have admitted it, that. Right. So it's not insane. Like, as soon as you said Taylor Swift, I did roll my eyes. But just Natural the reaction. thought... Right. But the thought of, like, a baby just being excited to get this custom gift basket from one of their favorite entertainers is just adorable. That's just really fucking cute, regardless of who their favorite artist is. Exactly. So I let the whole Taylor Swift thing go. It never crossed my mind that you ignorant sons of bitches was calling that baby gay on Instagram that I would have never even thought crazy. of that until she what is I read wrong this. with like, y'all <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people but yes yeah, shout out to Ross for collecting them quite accurately Amen. swiftly no pun intended um yeah. and sometimes I just am stunned to hear stories like that and be like oh right people really do still they're just dickheads act like your five year old son has to listen to nothing but gangster rap or else he's gonna be <laughs> Or else he's gonna be homosexual, right. selfish cheese. It just don't make no sense. He's five. Can he chill? Can he? The nigga is reading and coloring. Like let him. Honestly, let him live. Sebastian's certainly smarter than most of the people in these comments. I and that has a better grasp of the English language. He knows diction. what translucent means. I mean, he, he can identify when things are translucent. He's a gift, <laughs> right? You niggas are still sounding translucent out. So. Just to, I just love that Amber so clearly highlighted that this is about y'all's insecurities, y'all's fears about homosexuality and children, even though whether a baby likes Taylor Swift is like not even 
remotely close to an indicator of their sexuality. Y'all are just really dumb. There's no nice way to put it. Y'all are really fucking ignorant. Fucking stupid. (laughs) God damn, that was dumb. It's so stupid. And all y'all parents that that think that you like restricting your child from things you think will affect their sexuality, all you're doing is ingraining in their mind that, you know, being homosexual or bisexual is something to be ashamed of or it's something wrong. So if they do end up being gay or bisexual, which you wouldn't change anyway, Mm -hmm. then you are planting in their mind that there's something wrong with them. And they usually do end up being the ones who will commit suicide or they'll end up on the DL and be out here marrying a woman or a man or whatever trying to live whatever life that they feel like you supposed to you Mm -hmm. want them to live and secretly living every single day miserable or cheating on their spouse or whatever the fuck because of your dumb ass looking for love that you didn't give them that if they didn't watch Steven Universe then they would be straight and not end up being a bull dagger (laughs) I wish I could punch you in your damn face I just can't believe how dumb y'all get in celebrities Instagram comments and over the most trivial shit, the most unimportant things gets y'all all riled up. So shout out to Amber for getting y'all right together and being like, actually, if you tried raising your children the way I do, your children would be less miserable. And also we're rich. My baby's <laughs> very rich. I just need you to not forget that. My baby's paid as fuck. He'll wipe his tears in a hundred dollar bills. <laughs> uh, all right. A few of them. Um, so do you want to talk about... Uh, Actually, I'm just going to do both of them. Okay. Um, so, first of all, what are, how do you... Donald Trump's son is... What the fuck? Getting a divorce. Have you heard about this? Yes, I did. White culture seeped over into my social media feeds this week, and I heard about this. So, Donald Trump Jr., who looks like... Yep. He does. A great nut. Like a like, He looks like a naked mole rat. Yes. He looks exactly like that nigga from Kim Yes. Kim he looks like he lives underground. Wow, accurate. Mole uh, he looks like he's lacking a lot of vitamin D. Um Donald Trump Jr., uh, his wife recently hired a criminal attorney and is filing for divorce. I mean rumors that uh the baby Don had an affair with another, none other than Aubrey O'Day. That is so from Danity Kane. That is so random, and it was so random at the time that I like. I don't know. I a lot of times these days with some of these rumors, I am just kind of like, give me more. Like before, I just jump into. I don't like to be the person who immediately jumps into believing things, especially when they just seem to come out of nowhere. Okay, so I'm just like. Aubrey O'Day and Don, like, what, where is this coming from? Arsenio Hall. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like, how, this is the most, okay. All right. When I heard about this, I was like, how is, does any of this tie together? And then I remembered that they did Celebrity Apprentice together. Oh, right. And that's when it all made sense. Oh. So he retweeted the uh, headline that says, Aubrey O'Day recorded two songs about Donald Trump Jr. affair, which... The biggest shocker in this is that Aubrey O'Day is still recording songs. Yeah, it is. Arsenio said, the year Clay Aiken and I were on Celebrity Apprentice garnered great reality TV for NBC. But we both used to say that the greater show was going on behind the scenes. Oh, shit. (laughs) Which I guess is like a shady, messy way of saying, I knew it. (laughs) Right. 
This must have been one of those very open secrets that probably everybody on set knew about. And just, it never became a thing. But wasn't all this in 2012? Yeah, this was a long time How was ago. it even getting, so she just now decided to divorce him? I don't know. Six years later? I don't know. That's so random. I don't know what's going on. It can't possibly be just this. Maybe this is, like, maybe she knew about it already. And now that she's leaving the motherfucker, she's like, oh, you thought about, you thought I forgot about <laughs> the, the pussycat doll or dream or whichever one of them bitches. Whoever the fuck she was. Let me go and leak this real quick. I mean, the family is doing bad. The name of the face just every day with something new. And, and I'll take it. Fuck Me too, also. Man. It's never too much until they are out of office. Fall is Out what of I want the to fucking hell. White House. Yes, all of you can crumble. Maybe. No, I'm not going to give her that much. What Chanel bag did Aubrey want? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I know niggas was going through looking at their old tweets together and. Aubrey had posted some picture of some nasty man's feet on top of hers, talking about he helping keep the bunions away or something. And I was just like, ugh. I know y'all oh. wasn't really like, ugh, girl. I don't understand how she was attracted to Donald Trump Jr. That's Aubrey so Oday has never been that ugly in her life. Well, no. Well, not at the time. She was not a, right, no. She looks a lot more plastic now. But back She's then, botched. she looked like a regular pretty white girl. Yeah. So I don't understand how she ever, it must have been the name. It must have been the allure. It had to have just been like the name and the money. Absolutely. I'm just thinking like, she what thought was it would be prestigious. Had rent? To be. Did he promise you like, that's so gross. A loft in Malibu <laughs> or like what? Because I'm sure like the motherfucker was like, I can snap my fingers and put you in a seaside you <sighs> know, condo or something. Man. And she was like, sure. Okay, I can do that. I can't think of any other reason. No, that has to be it. Disgusting. Just, right. She has to feel so shamed. <laughs> she, I don't know if she has now gotten on social media since. Maybe. Well, I thought the songs were old, but maybe they're not. I don't listen to her music. What's that group she has now with the other girl? It's not a group. It's a duo. I don't remember. Oh, it, okay. White well, girls. Something. On yeah, I don't listen. So I don't listen to it. You I don't, don't either. So I don't know. <laughs> Dumb blonde. Dumb blonde. Dumb blonde. I knew it was something there like you go. white. It's, <laughs> it is you like do a, I mean and sis you looking like one dumbass blonde just hello god damn Apropos. girl I just don't understand how you got caught up with somebody that fucking ugly but shit happens just Ugh. She must be so like ashamed, especially because now the Trump name is so much worse. Right. In 2012, he was just an obnoxious reality star. But now it's like, girl, we all He's know how fucking evil he yeah. is. Right. And you used to fuck his son, who is just as bad. Like Donald Trump Jr. is not a kind person, not a good hearted person in the least. So she just must feel real sick right now. Speaking of old dick, uh, Vivica Fox is mm-hmm. writing a self-help mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. No, because this uh, this story I am forced to agree with Fifty Cent, <laughs> so I don't like it already. <sighs> Your face. Vivica Fox is writing a self help book. The title: Every Day I'm Hustling. Father God. Father God. In the book, in the book, Vivica discusses uh, her relationship with Fifty Cent again. Um, <laughs> they were in a relationship in two thousand and three. My God. This was before, like, social media was super popping like that. This is before social media was an everyday thing. Like, kids in high school are like, 50 Cent and Vivica Fox? Right. <laughs> like, 
Uh, wait, Vivica who? My <laughs> Annie watched some movies with her, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she yeah. was um She was in um what? Oh, mm. um, soul food, soul food, soul food. Right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Independence Day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was. And they might know two could play that game. And they might maybe not. set and it they off. They might. Oh, see, but see, I feel like the earlier you get in the 90s, the less likely these kids are. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I mean, but there's still so many set it off references and memes. It's true. It's true. But mostly for Queen Latifah. So well, yeah, because we just was so ready for her to embrace her dykiness, and, and she so that was just so good, so authentic. It feel like everybody watched it like this is Queen Latifah in her true form, right? <laughs> in this wife beater, it was so natural. Feeling on this girl's thighs. The first thing I heard. <laughs> oh, Vivica, why are we still talking about this dick from two thousand three? Um, she said that uh, they had an amazing chemistry, Gross. Uh, but he was more focused on his career than on sex she, in the book. This is allegedly an excerpt. She okay. says, most of the time I would be the one initiating sex because Ooh. I really... <laughs> 50 Cent was stacking. Like, let me let me tell you something. Like, I understand, sweetheart. I would have been initiating it too, especially in 2003. Mm-hmm. And he had like, he was always on the radio and he was popping in G-Unit. Everybody's wearing them ridiculous ass wife beaters with no. the different color strap. You remember them shit yeah, that looked like training bras? <laughs> Ooh. If you had, like, pecs, <laughs> ugh, them wife beaters used to go off. But 50 Cent has always given me them vibes of, like, this is the nigga I fuck with who don't really read that good. He just... Great. He, oh, he doesn't read anything at all, ever. And, like, he just... He's just fine. Or not even fine. He just has that body. And so I sleep with him. Like, that is... <laughs> always been the vibe I got from 50 Cent. Like, not anybody that you would still be caught up on 15 years later. Most of the time, I would be the one initiating sex because I really enjoyed making love with him. She describes their sessions as PG-13, but cherished and special. Even though last year, I believe there was discussion about... Did she say something about he liked fingers in his butt or oh, she used yeah, to eat his did, butt? Yeah. Or... Oh, yeah. She did say she used to eat his butt. Something ass. with his butt. But nothing about sex is PG-13. Right. Okay. Right. I thought I was crazy. No, I was like, how is sex relations... PG-13? No, having... What? Intercourse is not PG-13, girl. Like it's just... it's not... I thought it was me. <laughs> Porn is like X, girl. What? Apparently, she also writes uh, that 50 was planning to propose to her back in 2003. Uh, They were in Monaco or some shit for the World Music Awards, um, where he won, I think, the most awards that night or something. But then he decided not to propose to her because he felt like she hogged the spotlight by signing on as the show's host. (laughs) Really? She also wrote some weird shit about Quinn. Well, not weird, but she wrote that. Quentin Tarantino cussed everybody, her and the other leading ladies of Kill Bill out on the set, and that Uma Thurman told her she lost her temper. Mm. And Uma Thurman told her, learn to attack intelligently because he's got the power to fire you. Which I feel like she should have known anyway. Like, that sounds like common sense. Yeah, this guy's been working for a minute when Kill Bill came out. So... I mean, but I that, mean, I can understand being like, who is this white man? Y'all don't care how many pub fictions you make. <laughs> right. I mean, I get it. But. Right. You're not just going to be yelling at me. But like you also Quentin you. Tarantino is like a white man, very powerful white man in Hollywood. So he actually is going to be yelling at you <laughs> if he wants to, because white powerful men in Hollywood can do whatever they want to. It's fact. Right. It takes a lot to take them down. So I'm still stuck on why. Vivica, you have to understand. You sound so tired. <laughs> You sound so 
Here's what 50 Cent said. Incapable of moving forward with your life right now. And the girls will be like, oh, you must have some bomb dick. Oh, you must be like this, like, look, first of all, not after 14 years. No, not after 14 years. Okay, because if a nigga showed up talking about you had some bomb ass pussy after 14 years, 14 years? <laughs> you be done called the police on a nigga. Called your brothers and told your brothers to jump the nigga. Told your man, go on downstairs, get the busy, he downstairs. I don't know what he's doing down there. All of this shit for no reason. this you I mean, she's trying to sell a book. And much like the Quentin Tarantino oh. story and probably some other shit that's in there, she's going to probably talk about seeing Queen Latifah eat pussy on the set and set it oh, off. Like, who God. knows? Oh, like, she better not. That's what they do. Like, And I feel like a lot of publishers, agents, prop people probably encourage them to like put stuff like that in there to sell the book. A lot of celebrities that release books, self-help and otherwise, do this exact same thing because it oh. garners publicity. And they was just arguing with each other last year, so she don't give a fuck about him not liking it. <laughs> I'm sure he was aggravated because I'm pretty sure that he's 50 Cent is in a relationship with his child's his youngest child's mama. Oh, really? So, so he's sticking with this one. That's nice. I think. That's great. I don't know. That is so great. So she's probably like, why is this old bitch still talking? <laughs> we are all wondering that same thing. Why is this old bitch still <laughs> talking about this? You can talk about 50 Cent old dick all you want to, but you better leave Queen Latifah and her <laughs> strap the fuck out of it. I know that. <laughs> That's what you ought to do. Last week was an interesting time for Jesus and Mero. Um, they're doing great things. Yeah. Uh, the Bodega Voice podcast is lit. Um, mm-hmm. Number one late night talk show on television. They're fucking Viceland up. <laughs> Currently touring. Yeah, the brand you know is strong. Saying? The brand is very the brand brolic. is brolic. <laughs> um, so they appeared on the Breakfast Club last week to promote all of the um, realities the tour thing. Yeah, all the things of their doing. career right yeah. now. And immediately, right after Breakfast Club morning show, whatever the fuck it is, DJ Amy says. <clears throat> Uh, he called them like dickhead and pussy or something mm-hmm. like that. He introduced them as dickhead and pussy. And then it was like, okay, what is going on? Right. So apparently, DJ Envy uh, felt some kind of way because they, Jesus and Mero, on their show, discussed a segment where um, Envy and his wife, I believe her name is Gia, appeared on The Real. And they were discussing a difficult time in their marriage, which was when uh, DJ Envy cheated on her with Erica Mena. So Very hard time. Which I forgot about. The exact, like, I forgot that he had, like, gone on the radio and, like, apologized to her and all this stuff, whatever. But during the Jesus and Mero show, they're watching it, and Jesus says something like, 
Okay, G is saying that she didn't expect it and all this stuff because they were so great and blah, blah, When blah. they were on the real, When yeah. they were on the real. And Envy said, you know, I was Rashad at home. I think that's his name. Yeah. But I was DJ Envy in the streets. And Gia says, I didn't know Envy. I knew Rashad. And Jesus pauses it and says, like, she knew them DJ Envy checks, though. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. That's what he says. Yep. Just like that. So, after being called dickhead and pussy, DJ Envy... Uh, said that he felt that they both owed his wife an apology <laughs> for that comment. Um, a mess. Jesus gave him the apology. He did. Better than me. <laughs> oh, I told him I said, <laughs> never. Um, <laughs> of course, Charlemagne is sitting there antagonizing him of because course. why wouldn't you? I mean, I would have done the same thing, to be troll. honest with you. But... At some point, while they're still kind of talking, joking about it, Envy gets up and walks out of the studio. Um, <laughs> this became a whole thing, which when I got to the studio last week, y'all were watching it on your phone. But it hadn't aired. Um, right. It hadn't aired. The interview itself hadn't aired. So I didn't want to talk about it. Be like, hey, guys, I just saw something that hasn't come out yet. But right. it's so crazy. But I was just watching the video last week like. My nigga, do you realize how fucking stupid you look right now? so dumb. Or, first of all, you pressed Jesus, Jesus specifically, but you pressed the both of them over a throwaway comment that was not even shade towards your wife. It really wasn't. She know them DJ Envy checks. It's simply facts. And we all know that about y'all because you niggas are anything but humble with your money. <laughs> anything but. This nigga does like, 12 days of Christmas and buys her an Escalade yeah. and a pony and diamond rings and all type of like y'all was just doing all that I mean, shit but when you're running around cheating on her all the time is something about money clothes bags fashion rich super fly all this sophisticated and chic all that but when somebody else brings up the fact that you have money now all of a sudden it's shade towards your wife it just is what it is she wouldn't be able to do all that and act like that if not for the, the money that you have through work and whatever that settlement thing was and all that bullshit. I don't even know the details. Like, it just is what it is. She does know them DJ Envy checks. It wasn't, you took it away because you felt threatened about that. That was something in you that felt insecure. But that comment by itself, especially when you put it up next to all the other comments that have been made about this situation, you look even more stupid. And then you got up and walked out the studio like a little bitch. <laughs> I cackled. It's still funny. I still go back and watch the video like, you really did this. You look dumb. My thing was, okay, first of all, you, <laughs> you're in the business in one way or another of entertainment, commentary, et cetera, et cetera, jokes, blah, 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 blah. In the very same segment on The Real, Ambi says, like, you know... I felt horrible. I was like losing my life because she held me down. She was never, you know, she didn't care about my money. She didn't care about this, blah, blah, blah. So you've already stated that she never cared about your money. We know Everybody knows for for that y'all were together since you were right. four or whatever right. and we, all of that great know. stuff. Not to mention, Jesus and Meryl's show is a comedy show. It's a comedy late night show. Everybody knows they tell jokes. And he even said, like, Oh, she knew them envy checks. I, I don't know. Like, it was so obviously a joke and s such a light joke in comparison to other things. To all the things. That could that, have been said. The things I said. 
<laughs> Not to mention, like, what really frustrated me more about him, like, pressing them for an apology over that obvious-ass joke is that Y'all have sat in that studio at Power and made jokes and also said dead serious stuff that's way worse. Young M.A. came in there. You, DJ Envy, basically asked her why she dressed like a man. Does she have a dick? Why do people deep deep throat strap-ons? Don't worry about what we do. Like mind your business. Oh, the, are you one of them lesbians that like d- like don't like to be touched or whatever? Or don't like to be like All the like the most ridiculous, insanity. offensive questions that don't have nothing to do with Young Ma's music or whatever else. You sat in the studio when Lil Duval was in there making jokes about killing trans women, and then fake apologized for that the following day or whenever. Right? Like, calm the fuck. Right. On and those are always jokes and oh but we didn't say and oh but this and da, 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 and all of this shit y'all you and your wife have a podcast together right. your wife when I watched the real I've never listened to their podcast but when I watched the clip on the real I was like well she seems like you know just a sweet woman who probably doesn't isn't prepared for like people to make comments about her mm. but then I saw a clip. Of her on The Breakfast Club talking about that 12 Days of Christmas shit. And they also, there was a part where he said to her, like, please clear up that I don't like nine and a half inch dildos in my ass or whatever. And she was like, he doesn't like nine and a half inch dildos in his ass. He likes them to be 10 inches. He's a real man or whatever. So I was like, so she has a sense of humor. Right. She understands right. jokes. Okay. Maybe just when they're directed at him and not her. I don't know. Maybe he felt more, like, but my thing is, like. I miss. That was just so dumb. You made the whole entire situation worse. I didn't even know that you went up on the fucking reel and was talking about cheating on your wife or whatever. I know you cheated on your wife. That's not a big shocker or whatever. But right. you just like highlighted and intensified the situation and tried to press these two very clear comedians. And then when they go on your sh- on their show and roast you, which they were clearly going to do, right. and they knew they were going to do. You that, really set it up. Then you're talking about. I wish they would have kept that same energy to my face. What face? They were looking at an empty chair you left the room there was nobody to talk to furthermore why the fuck would i give it to you on your show when i have my own platform that makes me money i'm gonna read you on my shit right that was just so dumb you're the dumbass coming for these two for no fucking reason pressing them over nothing for me the best part was when Charlamagne was like y'all need to go outside and meryl was like i mean i got my spanks on on. i'm ready for whatever give a fuck like they're being very diplomatic right now very I saw when you went on their show uh-huh. and then the extended part and these was like you know I was just trying to keep it cute and I fuck up my money and all that I get that I do but Envy didn't deserve no apology because y'all at didn't all. say nothing. You didn't say nothing that disrespected his wife. At all. You know what was disrespectful to Gia? You fucking around with Erica Mena. That was disrespectful. But like I said on Twitter, niggas hate for anybody to disrespect their wives but them. They can do any fucking thing they want to with their wife and handle the repercussions later or not at all or half-assed all they want to. But let somebody else say something that they might perceive to be a slight against them and it's an issue. And it's not even really that it's a slight against her. I feel like DJ Envy was in his feelings because it sounded like she wouldn't be with me if not for the money, which nobody, I don't think anybody is saying that she didn't love your ass way before you had money, but it's a lot easier to deal with a nigga's dumb shit when you ain't got to worry about rent and bills and shit like that and you get to live the way that lady does. You saw Kobe Bryant's wife sitting next to him at the <laughs> With that rock! 
rubbing on his back like woo 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 me and my diamond gonna be alright yeah. <laughs> it just is what it is it's a lot easier to deal with dumb shit when you have millions nigga it is so you just need to accept the fact that not only did you cheat on your wife y'all keep talking about it y'all are the ones going on this press tour talking about the infidelity whenever the fuck you feel like it nobody was even thinking about Jesus and Meryl and that comment till Envy brought it up it would have never no fucking body. been brought up again and so now, and so now, Erica Mena's in her feelings like, well, let me go holler at Jesus Simero. Right. And now you've a, made it so now much. Now you worse. have made it worse. And I know there's the argument of, well, maybe his wife put him up to it, and she pressed him over that, and she really wanted him. I to really do don't all even that. feel like that. But I if don't feel so. like it is either. But if so, guess what? You just got to take this fucking L. Then that's what I'm saying. Like you work. At a radio station where y'all do this every y'all disrespect women all the time. Let's not day. talk about what happened when y'all had Janet Mock on the show and we had oh, to sit there and cuss y'all my the fuck God. out for like twenty minutes during the read. Y'all are constantly disrespectful. And Angela Lee, you God bless her. I don't her know. Whole heart. I don't even. She's sitting up here really trying to. Well, y'all know that's he's upset and he's just like, is that's his wife? You know, it's like a line and you don't cry. They ain't try to defend this, you like this when came Michelle cussed your ass Okay. <laughs> First of all, girl, you be riding for these niggas, Charlamagne and Envy, in a way that they do not ride for you on that show. But that's your business. You can do whatever the fuck you want to. <laughs> I'm just saying. What's more important is that y'all sit up there and disrespect women, talk to women crazy. DJ Envy talks to women crazy on air, women who work at Power, women who are working right there in the studio. DJ Envy talks to women crazy. And I did a, it ain't me just saying that. Like, you can go listen to The Breakfast Club and hear it for your damn self. And yet somebody said something that was not even disrespectful about his wife and he took it to that point the point of getting up and walking out nigga if your wife told you that she was super upset and she wanted an apology from them you should have told her a mess you're in the same business a that mess. I'm in right. and people are gonna make comments about us that we not right. always gonna like and we gonna have to keep our chin up you should have said no babe that fucking... that's gonna make it that much worse because these niggas are professional clowns they're gonna clown the fuck out of me then they're gonna go on they show and clown out of me clown the shit out of me again and then everybody else on the internet because the breakfast club is like the the own like it's the the urban shit like black people just fucks with it niggas is gonna be talking about it you're gonna bring all this back up again anyway when it all could have been avoided but that's too much like right I just can't I just can't with niggas it made no sense <laughs> it was just so stupid it made no sense when Jesus went on that show and was like if a host can walk away and the interview still go on maybe y'all got too many hosts I was like oh shit oh shit yeah that was deep I felt that see now you made it ugly see it was now such it was a light hearted joke it was nothing it was nothing it was like this so was like simple. are you serious like he was confused yeah, I would have been too <laughs> honestly I just can't believe like cause when you, you think of all of the ugly things that you've possibly said about however many people and you're just right. like this is what I'm getting right I'm trying over. to imagine somebody that I have barely said anything about pressing me over their comment when I have dragged the fuck out of people like Taylor Swift and K. Michelle and I don't know white people in general like the thought of anybody else coming to me on some dumb shit is just like are you do you know how bad I can get like this is it was literally nothing. This is nothing. If I wanted to disrespect your wife, you would have addressed this months ago. You bringing this up now, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. And yet you're still acting like this. And you think you look like a, you think you look like a tough guy by going after them like this and all you look is dumb as fuck. You look like an old nigga who do not know when to say when. 
It was just so dumb. Even after Jesus apologized, if you really felt the way, you should have just been like, I appreciate that. Let's move on. Talk about, you know, you tour, you going to all five boroughs in the city. What's up with that? But no, you couldn't be an adult. You would have thought they called You had to be a little bitch. Or like, <laughs> or what just a completely mess violated her. Or like, and Charlamagne just cackling the whole time. Would, I would have been too because it was so. D- he, even he looked like, wait, what? He is was going like, y'all turn the camera on, turn the camera on. <laughs> Get the empty chair. <laughs> like. Oh, God Anyways, only knows how many more so listeners, stupid. how many more viewers, how many more tickets. Jesus and Mero are going to sell now because of you. When they hit that next tax bracket and they say, shout out to DJ Envy. <laughs> like, it was the exact opposite of the effect I'm sure you wanted to have, but you just didn't want to think things through. In you wanted to be a nigga about it. Of Uma Thurman, learn how to attack intelligently, Vivica. Okay. <laughs> Because what you're doing right now is doing nothing but hurting you. Well, that's it for the hot tops and um, catching fire. That's what, that's what you said. And we'll be back. Okay, so we're back and it is time for listener letters. Yes, send your questions to gmail.com. We may just read them aloud on the show. We got an update from the girl. Remember who's the girl whose mama was like stealing from her and all that and yes. being all extra? <clears throat> so she emailed us back and said... Thank you for your point of view and for validating everything I felt. Right after I sent that email, my older sister called me asking why I'm not talking to Mama. Because, of course, Mama told her I wasn't speaking to her, but she did not include the stealing incident. I bet she did. Once my sister found out, she flipped and told Mama that she was wrong. By that night, my mom had started a group chat with my sister, mm-hmm. my aunt, and me, saying that we talk a shit about her and how they would have never done their mother like this. That well. Her mom passed away when she was 20. So after that, my sister and I did give her the money but also said that we were done with her financially I got my money back today but I was ready to sue her if I didn't Mm -hmm. like Kid Fury said unfortunately this is the relationship that I've had with her for some time and I always thought it could get better unfortunately it is what it is I'm thinking about using y'all's code for talk space (laughs) amen that's real as fuck therapy is life changing girl thanks again for the feedback hopefully y'all come to Charlotte so I can see you uh, I forgot the I forgot if I gave her a fake name or not, so I'm not gonna say her real one. But yeah, thank you for that update, girl. Sometimes it just is what it is with parents. And definitely use the talk space though, like not even as a joke. I yeah, definitely no. would just chat with somebody you know who's got a, a licensed therapy license. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and be like, look, my mama stole from me and it's bugging, and now she's mad at me that I'm upset about it, and like, what? It's just really amazing the things you will uncover in therapy that you did not think maybe were a big deal when they happened. Mm-hmm. And then your, your therapist be like, so that was very traumatic. Let's discuss. And you'd yes. be like, was it, girl? <laughs> and she'd be like, ain't you fucked up now? And you'd be like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> I am. So, My yes. shrink has been like, yes, so that thing... <laughs> led to this thing, which is this, and that's why you're a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, she doesn't say that. But, like, has opened my my eyes to stuff that's, like, that was, like, I just, like, brushed something off as, like, oh, whatever, it is what it is or whatever, but, like, my life is in shambles or my emotions are all over the place, and you're absolutely right. Me too. I've had quite a few of those moments where I'm like, wow, bitch, okay, drag my whole existence, my whole foundation is fun. Um, So, yeah, sorry to hear that, but hopefully therapy can help you out. Uh, At least you got your money. At least she gave you, and you know good and damn well, any other time, you can't leave your purse, your wallet, your nothing around her, and if you loan her something, you're probably not going to get it back. Now that you, you got your money, right. you can work towards peace. So our first question this week comes from Sergio, 
who says Sergio is a man. He says, I thought so. I've been sleeping with a stud off and on for a couple years. Work, Serge. We've known each other since college and have been pretty cordial. Um, and have been pretty cordial up until the point we started fooling around. Okay, so okay. The sex is <laughs> the sex is great, and we've been able to keep the relationship strictly on an itch to scratch basis. I'm a guy who provides dick when she's feeling it, and she's into kinks that I don't get from other women. Sounds like anal. Yeah, A couple weeks ago, she informed me that she and her girlfriend are thinking about having a baby in the near future. She considered me as a potential donor since we have a good relationship and she's known me for eight years. She wouldn't be the one carrying the baby, but her girlfriend. I didn't think so. I didn't think so either. I told her no and suggested that they adopt, but she's still trying to convince me to come around. I appreciate that I'm being considered to help create a child, but it doesn't sit right with me to help bring a baby into this world that I can't raise 100%, especially if I'm coming over at night just to hit knowing my child is asleep in the other room. Should I end what we have now to avoid any miscommunication coming from this or keep it going until they are 100% sure of starting a family? You guys are awesome. Sergio. So I definitely assumed. Sergio was getting his life, honey. I assumed when I first read this that the girlfriend didn't know anything about it, but that's what I was thinking too. I was going to ask. I guess she does if you're talking about coming over at night to hit, knowing that your baby's in the other room. Right. So, right. I'm assuming if you fucking at their house. Unless the girlfriend works nights. Oh, shit. He didn't see, he didn't (laughs) specify. He did not specify. Oh, I'm. I mean, what, mm. what girl is dating a stud that is getting fucked? And it's like, cool. Well, I mean, I mean, you... somebody. Somebody's out there. <laughs> somebody's out there you and they like, don't care. Right. Yes. Not Polyamorous. That's true. Non-sexuality That's true. niggas. The, all the Tumblr words. Because, I mean, if you're a stud, right, but you also like to get dig, then wouldn't you want to meet someone who will allow you to do that? Yeah. Maybe she did. Maybe she's like, well, listen, I'm not going to strap up. I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to do it. Never going to. I'm so, never going back. But I love Cannot you. Cannot make me. <laughs> so. So you're going to have to call you a nigga. When I'm out of work <laughs> or whatever. Or just, I don't um, know. I think you are. The fact that you feel uneasy about providing your sperm for this baby is all that you need. I agree. You, it, I would say don't allow yourself to be talked into having a baby that you would really only be providing the genetic material for and not raising at all. And then there's the whole question of like child support and what the courts will say and all that. Like I feel it's like, just too big a deal right, that if you're not right. certain. Exactly. It's too big of a deal. It would be different if the three of you had a relationship. Right. That would be something else. It sounds like y'all But it do. sounds like it's just <laughs> It sounds like you're not even interested in the film. It's whatever you got going on with the young person in the polos. I'm guaranteeing you. (laughs) Speaking of polos. Dickies. Wait a minute. I meant to bring this up. You're a rainbow on Jesus and Mary. I felt hard about it. I did. I did think hard about it. Nigga, when I tell you I almost fell off the couch, I said, if somebody don't get this 305 till I die, motherfucker. They left the bitch off of the end. It kind of hurt my feelings. Well, was there any space? I don't know. No, there wasn't. They abbreviated the more into mo. Well, I felt like so they did that I on really, purpose. Like, yeah, they I appreciated that. that. I was yeah. like, let the bitch right. go. But, yeah. I felt like my city, you know, deserved that. Oh, so. Also, I was really proud of Trig Daddy for not being super homophobic this season. That boy here. Yeah. He said, y'all need to just be cool, shake hands, and go holler at some niggas. I was like, look at this growth. Yes. Amen. He was like, I'm going to keep it cute for the cameras. Thank God. Yes. Amen. So, but yeah, I would not. 
I would not be convinced into this. Like, um, if I'm not like all in on the idea of having a baby with you, I'm not gonna do it. You know what? Maybe she does know also because why would you like? Why is the stud so cool to be getting dick from this nigga, but then also like let him fuck? Her girl. Oh, I assume they would I mean, go I to know the clinic for all that, but you can oh, save the yeah, money. That's true. You can save the money and just I mean, get on the app, find out when you ovulating, and let that nigga bust on you a few nights in a row and cross your fingers. Does the turkey baster work? You know, it probably does at home. I mean, I, I feel like sperm dies when it hits the air. I feel like I've heard that many times in my life. But maybe if you act quickly, no, you know what? I feel like if you're going to do it at home, you're just probably going to fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you're just going to, right. Why not? It's not like you don't like pussy. It's not like, what do I mean? Yeah, I should just well, have a like freak threesome. Hey, now. Now that might be lit. I mean, not you should. You obviously do not want to have a baby. This <laughs> oh, one. yeah, no, I'm no, just saying, no, like, if this. you were to, that would be like <laughs> a great way to do fast, it. I forgot that fast, but he's like, he's not into it. No, he doesn't want to do it at all. So, yeah, let the, I mean, if if... They don't want to adopt or whatever. I get it. And she's like, I mean, you already a, a dick resource. Why can't you just like, you know, make Keep this it going, thing happen? Right. Um, but yeah, I agree with Crystal. If you're not like 100% sure this is something you want to do, then I don't think you should let anybody talk you into but it. But he's struggling with whether to stop sleeping with the stud. <laughs> Even if he were to have the baby. Because he's not even thinking like, okay, well, if they have, you know, my baby, essentially, mm-hmm. then, you know, then that ends the late nights with my studs. Right. But, <laughs> like, 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 she is breaking Ooh. that back. Yes, she is. Um, I don't know that you need to necessarily end it now, but you need to be very firm and clear about not being interested and being the father of their child, and she Ever. keeps pressing it, then you need to reconsider whether you y'all should consider sleeping together. But what a what a unique, progressive, thoughtful situation this I is. I love it. Love it. That's probably the best question we've got from a cis man in a long time. I agree. Um, our next one comes from Toya. It's for Kid Fury. I was wondering what is your favorite episode of The Office so far? How far into the show are you? Do you have any favorite or least favorite characters? And this is somebody else talking about. Can't wait for y'all to come back to Charlotte. Oh, cool. Yeah. So how do you feel about The Office? I love it. Yes, I know that. Um, I actually just got to, I want to say season, I'm literally on like the first episode of season six now, I think. And that is because, oh God, I'm behind on literally every show. And The Office is kind of why. Because I was already behind on all of my shows. I always am. But then I was binging The Office for such a long time, I wasn't watching anything else. So then like, Shmurda and how to, Shmurda is how to get away. Shmurda and Scandal were happy. <laughs> happening yes. and then they were getting ready for that so then I had to catch up on that shit and then Atlanta came back and all of this other stuff. Oh man. Atlanta came back. What and a show. It came. What a show. Mm. Oh my heart. I my chest. love that program. It's so good. It's just so good. Anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. So my I'm only on season one I mean season six episode one but my favorite episode so far then uh okay so the dinner party which is that season two the dinner party is probably my favorite episode so far because it was just absurd like every episode of it was i mean every second of it was silly the song that jan's uh, assistant or intern recorded that she kept playing and my favorite this was my avatar for a while my avatars have just been on twitter have been like 
the office screenshots for like weeks. Okay. When he had enough of her shit. <laughs> I don't know the show, so. You should watch. You loved Parks and Rec. I did. Parks and Rec is like really this loved show's Parks baby. And Rec. Okay. Like little brother oh, or sister. Now I gotta watch it. The office. It's so funny, my nigga. So the scene, they're eating or whatever. They're all at the table. And um, <laughs> Michael puts like a piece of his steak in his wine or something before he eats it. And she <laughs> says something about it being disgusting. He said, you know, I have soft teeth. How could you say that? And like, what? she was like, oops. Like, she, like they were just like throwing daggers back and forth at each other this whole time that they're trying to have his dinner party. Okay. And he went and got this like beer, this neon beer sign that he had like taken off of the wall because she made him and took down this painting or whatever and put it back in the place as they're all at the table and cut it on. My nigga, when that blue light hit Jan in the face <laughs> and she looked so over it, I was cry- like, I was laughing hysterically like 15 minutes after the episode went off. Okay. So that episode, the episode where there was like safe safety. God damn it. I wish I could remember the names of the episode, but it was like something about them doing something safety related. Uh, okay. God damn it. What the fuck was the name of the I'm sure the people who episode? watch the show are like, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what the fuck y'all know. And then the, Last on the list so far <laughs> is the episode with the fucking bird funeral. Like, I don't know what that episode is called either. Okay. But, like, Michael's boss, the guy who, like, trained him or whatever and made him whoever he is, a Dunder Mifflin had died or some shit, and he felt like shit, and nobody else at the office really knew the nigga like that. So the rest of them were like, oh, that sucks, whatever. And they went on about their day. And he starts to feel like, I guess, like worry that nobody would give a fuck after he dies and so he made okay. like this huge deal about every little thing and some bird like flew into the window of the building or something like that and died and he made them have like a funeral for oh, the God. bird and I think that Pam like wrote the eulogy or something and maybe Kevin was playing like Amazing Grace or some shit on a kazoo I don't remember the episode I have to go back what? and watch it <laughs> but I was crying it's just it sounds like a lot it sounds like a, a lot. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I can't explain why it's so funny besides the fact that it's just really funny. So I'm glad I'm watching it. And I'm also kind of excited that I get to watch it after it's been on mm. for such a long, or it's been right. off it's air, like I off, should say, right. for such a long time. So you can watch all of it. Motherfuckers are like, this is like watching the Golden Girls for the first time right now for someone. Like, oh, wow. I wish that I could experience the Golden Girls brand new all oh, over again. Oh, man. Now that you would know? be something else. I can't even imagine that. Okay. Mm, but well, I still cackle at the Golden Girls like it's the first time. Right. Like, like I've never seen that episode before. <laughs> so can't okay. wait to finish it. I know at some point that Steve Carell leaves. So I don't know what season it is or whatever. Please don't tell me. But um, I heard that it's not as good, obviously, when he's gone or whatever. But yeah, I can't wait to finish it sometime soon. I'm still not ca- done catching up on everything else, though. Okay. Um, I'm going to check it out because you make it sound so funny. And I'm interested in hearing what you think. I think that if you liked Parks and Rec that you would like The Office because it's, it's the same kind of formula. Oh, my gosh. And when I was in L.A. last time, I went to see uh, Amber was was performing with Shoshana Bean. Okay. And uh, so I went to go see her. I'm sitting next to her sister and like two rows in front of us was the man who plays Stanley, who is basically the oh same God. person as me. Did you stand? I really like I have never so badly wanted 
to take a picture with like a celebrity or whatever. And I, wow, I was you're too the afraid. last one to do shit right. Like that. I was too afraid to go and speak to him. But I absolutely 1000% was him and I gagged because Stanley is probably my favorite character because he is me and I am him. Stanley goes to work. He just wants to work and go home. He doesn't want to be involved in anybody's <laughs> shenanigans. He don't care. <laughs> I died when that other black man had been like transferred into the office and saw Stanley and he gave him like a daver like whatever from across the room. And Stanley looked at him like, nigga, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't give a we fuck about that. Like, I love Stanley. I come here to work. My least favorite character. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna say because I actually really like all of the people in the office in their own ways. Even like horrible people like uh, Angela makes me laugh. But Idris Elba was on the show for a bit as like this one of the big bosses or whatever, and he was an asshole mm-hmm. the whole time. So I guess I'll pick him because I love Idris Elba and I didn't like not liking him. Okay. That works. Um, I'm definitely going to check it out probably when the next snowstorm comes, as long as it's not on a Wednesday. I mean, fuck. snow. It will be. <laughs> it will be. Right. All right. Last question. Um, let's choose between an ex-mistress and a virgin. Ex-mistress. Okay. So, her name is... She said, please give me an auntie name. Beulah. Beulah. Beulah says, listen to y'all every week. Appreciate your advice. I'm ready to get dragged if necessary. Okay. A few years ago, I met and immediately had a connection with the man. We had so much in common. Our conversations were supernatural and engaging, and we were both very attracted to each other. Supernatural. Of course, he ended up having a girlfriend. And while we initially did a good job of resisting our connection, we messed up and and had sex a few times. No, you messed up a couple yeah, times. A few times. Okay, mm-hmm. girl. Fortunately, I moved out of state soon after that. So distance restricted our ability to see each other. But we talked a lot on the phone and FaceTime, even though I never thought he would or wanted him to leave his girlfriend. I was surprised when he told me that he decided to marry her. I planned to <laughs> You stop- were surprised. Even though he didn't want him to leave. All right. I planned to stop speaking to him after that because I felt like a line would be crossed. But he kept calling and texting. (laughs) But he kept calling and texting, although by that point, our conversations were simply supportive and friendly. Six months after that, I met my now boyfriend and immediately knew I should stop talking to that other guy. However, recently, this man has started texting me again concerning issues about a mutual friend of ours. We ended up on the subject of how much we miss being able to talk to each other and how much our friendship used to mean. Friendship. Now I'm wondering, can we ever really be friends? Oh! You picked it. (laughs) It's been a couple years since anything physical happened between us, despite us seeing one another alone Uh. and in person since then. But is there really any way to recover from our history? And number two, if we try to build a friendship, should I tell my current boyfriend the nature of our past relationships? I don't I'm know afraid what the fuck of keeping secrets for. or telling half truths this early on because they cause the same issues. I have watched this play out in this married man's relationship. Hope you guys have some advice. Thanks. Yes. An ex mistress trying to do better. Oh, Beulah. <laughs> well, girl. Beulah. <laughs> girl. I don't know. Now, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you listen to this show. So Every week. She said every week. Right. So you looking for somebody to cuss you out. Like, you looking for somebody to tell you how wrong your ass is. Yeah. You looking for, you know, affirmation. Right. And you going to get it. So, 
First Sister of all, why would you? I don't even understand why you want to be friends with a nigga that you were fucking while he was in a relationship who is now marrying this girl or married to this girl. Like, why would you even want to be friends with somebody that's in a relationship that you were? Like, I don't get it. Right. And then you asking like, oh, well, should I tell my nigga that I'm going to be friends with somebody who I used to be like their side chick? Like, what do you want from us? <sighs> you know what I'm saying? No. The hard truth. You don't need to be preserving any kind of relationship with this nigga at all. You didn't meet because he saved your whole family from a bus crash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't owe this nigga anything. You met him. Y'all attracted each other. You knew that he had a relationship before y'all fucked and still did. And then you're talking about not wanting to cross the line after you already crossed several. Now, you're saying that you've moved forward. You got a man. He got a wife. Y'all, you know, aren't fucking anymore. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know why the letter didn't just stop. Like, I don't know why (laughs) we just weren't finished. Leave that nigga and his wife the fuck alone and move the fuck on. Period. That's it. You didn't even need to, like, do any of that stuff. You should be thankful that nobody got cut, sliced, or diced. Amen. And just pregnant forward with that, too. Leave that nigga the fuck alone. Like, you got it, man. I'm hoping that his dick is good, too, or better, or whatever. It can't possibly be better, because if so, I don't even know why the fuck you would be writing this. And you would have forgot all about that nigga. But... Maybe you're one of those types of people who just loves the thrill of doing bad things or, you know what I'm saying, being, you know, on the low and sneaky and that whole thing. You know, that's probably why you didn't want him to leave her anyway, allegedly. Or fucking around with somebody who's married or in a relationship because then, you know, there's no real chance of commitment anyway. Exactly. Perfect for people who are afraid of being hurt anyway. It's like this situation I'm either going to get hurt or I need to disconnect myself 100% emotionally. So it feels safe to do, but all it's really doing is harming you because it's keeping you from having a true loving relationship with this new dude that you're involved with. Now you contemplating either halfway lying, which is just a lie. It's just a full lie. (laughs) About the nature of your relationship with this man and wondering if y'all can ever really be friends and all this. No girl, y'all can't be friends I'm going to say, no, y'all can't be friends because y'all didn't start as friends. It would be different if y'all had a foundation of friendship. But y'all was attracted and fucking from the beginning. This man is nothing but trouble. And really, truly, deep down, you know that. I think you want somebody to say, well, there's a chance that y'all could just be platonic and you don't have to throw away the time that you spent on him. No, she don't. And you you clearly really do have feelings for him, but you don't want to because otherwise you wouldn't even be entertaining this bullshit. The man is married it was bad enough when he had a girlfriend he's married now like at this point you really will be you'll be like an adulteress I don't know assistant to an adulterer however that works I don't know right I don't know what the word is but you just could you don't need to put yourself through this dumb shit behind somebody who is clearly just looking to get his dick wet with some outside ass and whether it's you or somebody else I don't think it's even really gonna make him too much of a difference it isn't he probably just feels like why have a piece of ass cut off indefinitely if it don't have to be let's just keep it on the burner let's just keep it let's just keep it in the warming oven so that pussy is ready for me anytime i'm ready for it and 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 leave that exactly where it is and now you risking your new relationship over somebody who's never going to leave you for his wife because he didn't he he didn't or he's never going to leave his wife for you because he didn't even leave his girlfriend for you 
So it's like you're you're literally only going to hurt yourself if you don't cut off communication with this man and don't allow him to reestablish it. Like if you need to block his number, his email, if you need to block him on all social media in order to make sure he doesn't contact you again, then do that. But I feel like that's truly what is best right. for you. Because you're like, oh, well, he keeps texting me and hitting me up and I just don't know what to do. You can literally go right to contact and slide down and it says block this number yes. or user or whatever. It's right there. It's clutch too. And you just don't, you don't have to go through this there's plenty of potential friends in this world they don't have to be people you've slept with all of these facts they just don't <laughs> so good luck to you Beulah I know that you can make the right decision and move on from this niggas no, I'm not sure over you. and I know you can girl I believe in you and I'm everybody skeptical. else who has a similar you know who you are you're Reese Witherspoon what? in A Wrinkle in Time oh well I'll take it okay <laughs> I was also going to take it because she has children with Ryan Field. Oh, well, that's... that's uh, if true. ever a time to envy white purse. I don't know, George Wallace. I don't think she can do it. <laughs> All movie long. <laughs> but anyway, mm. good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was really cute. I had fun. It was, yeah. It was, I'm thinking I'm going to go again. Get, take some red wine with me. Or just order some wine at the iPick. The iPick. I'm telling you. Alex really sold me. You have been telling me about it for months. Alex sold me on it on the way back from D.C. And then me and Asante went. And now I just don't ever want to go to any other movie theater. I don't. It's just, they have a whole menu. And it's like good food. It's It's so good. And the drinks are strong. Like they don't play about the drinks. No, I bought a little, not a carafe, but it was like a little shaker Mm -hmm. worth of alcohol. It's like a refill. Mm -hmm. And I was like lit. I'm like, this is a great time. And I took, somebody brought the mambo sauce to the show oh yeah and I took a little bottle of spicy and sp- I love it squirted it all over I the popcorn oh my god it's so good oh that is a good idea nigga it was delicious mm-hmm. that mambo mambo how you say it sauce on popcorn and it's, it's traveling so size good. yes that was so TSA size mm-hmm. yes y'all are the best um but anyway Tabula we are sending you strength and love girl you can do it you do not need you that are. Mary Dick <laughs> I'm sending you the spirit of discernment <laughs> Some good goddamn sense. Anyway, send your questions to gmail.com We'll be back. Okay, so we're back and it is now time for the read. It does. I mean, it does. It is. So I have two reads. They both shouldn't be too long. One's shorter than the other. One's lighthearted. The other one's not so lighthearted. Okay. Which one do you want? I feel like start with the not so lighthearted so you can end on a positive note. Great. So to OJ Simpson, I just wanted to say, shut the fuck up. Um, he had some moment with it's is the Buffalo News where he said, uh, I think Colin Kaepernick made a mistake. I really appreciate what he was trying to say. No. I thought he made a bad choice. You didn't hear about this? No. I thought he made a bad choice in attacking the flag. I grew up at a time when deacons were in the KKK. I don't disrespect the Bible because of those guys. The flag shouldn't be disrespected because of what cops do. The flag represents what we want America to be. No, it doesn't. No, it does not do that. I mean. What? um, So first of all, let's just, I just want to first of all point out that O.J. Simpson just did some interview talking about if I would have did it or some shit right once again tell on himself um past that yeah I, this is I'm not going to be long for me I don't really have much to say besides the fact that the flag doesn't 
represent what we want America <laughs> to be. The flag doesn't really represent most of the things that people have been told the flag represent. Um, furthermore, nobody gives a fuck about what the fuck you're talking about in terms of like the flag. Like you can be proud of living here. You can stand up and say, I'm an American and I'm not ashamed of that and simultaneously say America ain't shit in many, many ways. And we've got a lot of fucking work to do in order for it to be this place that everybody says it is and this place that we should really, really be proud of. Like it's really not even that difficult. And time and time again, it has been expressed that um, the pro the protesting and the kneeling and everything that Colin Kaepernick started and was a part of and representing doesn't have anything to do with the national anthem or the flag and everything else. Like, I don't even know why you're trying to kiss white people's ass right now. It makes no sense. Like, ask Stefan Clark's family how the fuck they feel about the flag. Amen. Like, nobody gives a fuck what you're talking about. Further fucking more O.J. Simpson. White people would fucking braid Colin Kaepernick's hair before they ever lifted a Caucasian finger for your black ass nigga. So, Mm. mind blown. You keep digging yourself a grave and there ain't amount, there's not enough pink dick around for you to blow (laughs) to really change any of that. You should take whichever coin you have left, sit on it, and lay an egg. That's it. Nobody (laughs) needs to hear anything else coming from O.J. Simpson. Furthermore, about 10 years ago, when I was working at the Apple Store, you came in that bitch and you had an attitude with me when you were looking for a MacBook for your daughter, so fuck you for that, too. I remember you telling me about that. (laughs) Already on my shit list, bitch. (laughs) Moving along... My second and final read goes out to RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 3. No! What the fuck was this season, my nigga? So, when we did the DC show... I briefly went at Ben DeLaCreme because I felt like she tried it. Now, here's the thing. Ben DeLaCreme was like performing the best throughout the 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 competition one damn near every fucking challenge mm-hmm. was in the top almost every single week and then would cry like it's so hard i can't choose someone <laughs> to send home i just can't this pressure it's just it's like not even winning like whatever the fuck that pendulum curve was talking about cool so when they get like to the end and they're like about to pick the the top four like the penultimate episode or whatever okay Come on, penultimate good word. Thanks. Bendela Krem is once again, surprise, surprise, in the top, wins the lip sync, and has to, or no, I think they chose, did they, I don't remember, whatever. They, Bendela Krem <laughs> had to pick someone to go home, but that week, they had brought back all of the other queens that were sent home, which they've done before. And they had like the challenge or whatever that week was the queens that were still in the competition going up against the eliminated queens. And like whoever went home, the whoever won would have to choose someone to go home and one of the eliminated queens to come back. And Ben Lacreme brought back Morgan McMichaels, mostly because Morgan read her ass into the ground <laughs> for being a hypocrite and sending her home. And she felt bad for whatever the shit or whatever. Because out of the queens that were eliminated, that group, Morgan McMichaels was there for half a fucking second. If anybody, they should have brought back maybe an Aja or a Thorgy. And I'm not even crazy about either one of them. But brought back Morgan, cool, whatever. 
Now they're thinking, which one of these queens is she going to send home? This bitch pulls out a piece of lipstick or a stick, whatever, with the with white out across the side that says, I'm going to be sending myself home, Dayla, whatever. Like, oh, my God. It just, you know... I, I feel like a winner and I've been here and then and whatever. And like, yes, you've made $50,000 or whatever just winning all these challenges so far and you've got plenty of press. You cool. Like, you don't need to win. We get it. The you. problem that I had with that is that it left people in the competition that I felt they were not performing to the same degree that everybody else was. Kennedy was in the bottom almost every single week. I love Kennedy Davenport like I love Bluebell Ice Cream. She's just Southern and like, you know, talented and a fun queen but she wasn't giving it like the rest of them she was always in the bottom and she always got saved either because somebody who won like Shangela or somebody else was her friend or because the other person really other person really was weaker than them that week but every like Kennedy was consistently in the bottom she should have been the one to go home but because Ben de la Creme saved herself now it's uh BB Shangela Trixie Morgan is back and Kennedy's still there. So the next challenge was like, it was weak. It wasn't as exciting as it could have been because two people who didn't need to be there were there. Fine. So I did that at DC. The final episode now, again, we've got those same four. Morgan and Michaels go home or whatever. She, they, I don't remember when the bitch went home, but the bitch went home, which was obviously what was going to happen. Okay. So now you've got those four. And in the last episode, I don't know whose idea in production it was, but they had all of the eliminated queens again come onto the show. And they chose out of the four queens that were left who the top two was going to be. Oh, no. <laughs> what? What a mess. Why the fuck would you pick... Like six queens or however many people who lost the same competition right. twice. <laughs> to then decide. To then decide who should be in the top. Oh no. They brought out all the four remaining queens and they all give their little speech or whatever about why they feel like they should have been picked. And Kennedy got eight fucking votes. Eight votes. Trixie got seven. I think maybe BB got two and Shangela got one. So Shangela had to go. That's fucked up. Shangela was fucking burglarized. <laughs> like, my nigga. Shangela also showed her ass the whole season. Most of the time when Ben Creme was lip syncing against somebody, it was fucking Shangela. The bitch brought it time after time after time after time after being on Drag Race more than one time before and going home and outside of Drag Race, has done television, has done film, right. has been performing her ass off, and has, like, grown and really been, like, polished. What the what is, what is the point of having a competition if you're going to do it like this? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the, what is the point of voting for anything or doing any of this or even having judges if at the end of it all, you just go have niggas that are in their feelings right. pick who gave the best sob story or whatever oh. to then be in the top? Of course Trixie was going to win, but it should have, like, when they got to that final point, they should have <laughs> had RuPaul and the judges choose who, like, was doing the best to be in the top two. Otherwise, why the fuck are we even watching this? Right. What was the point of any of it? Of if any old body could have been in the end or whatever. Right. Like, who cares? Right. For and I didn't even mention 
everybody was feeling sorry for Kennedy. And again, I love Kennedy. And I thought that Kennedy showed her ass and she did great and all that other stuff. When Ben de la Creme was like, I felt, you know, I felt like I did enough and I was happy to be able to do that, you know, for Kennedy or whatever, because she needs this and blah, blah, blah. Wow. On the very same, the next episode, Kennedy was talking about being like, uh, RuPaul doesn't want quitters. She wants bitches <laughs> that, you know, are here to play the game and did shading you into the abyss when she just and saved your ass. Here we are. Right. And came right back again, and y'all saved the bitch again. And I really gagged because I felt like in that final lip sync between Kennedy and Trixie, I felt like Kennedy's lip sync was actually better than Trixie's was. Mm -hmm. But they knew they weren't going to give that crown to Kennedy because Trixie was clearly the better queen. It should have been Trixie versus Shangela. Even if Trixie and Shangela went up against each other and they still gave it to Trixie, I would have been upset because I really wanted Shangela to win. But I feel like Trixie deserves All-Star because she really is a good drag queen and entertaining and funny and busted her ass and stuff like that too. But the fact that they did it like that made no fucking sense to me. What the fuck is the point of any of it? Yeah. That was so dumb. Like, you're trying to, like, and and they did this last season with Shea (laughs) Coulee. Like, what is the point? All of the gags and the surprises and, and cliffhangers and whatever the fuck is cool. But if you're going to just have it be feelings... Then my nigga, I don't even understand what any of y'all are sitting up here and talking to them about what they got on or how they did here or whatever the fuck because clearly none of it ever mattered. The thing about it is that like unlike most other reality shows where it, it really takes zero talent to be on or be popular on the show, right. Drag Race is a competition that like you really do need to know something about hair and yes. makeup and yes. costumes yes. and lip sync yes. and being an entertainer and yes. a performer. Like Humor. those things matter. Yes. Right. So it should not be left up to a bunch of bitches who have already been voted off to then decide who the winner is. Like, why aren't we having the same panel of experts decide who the winner of the season is, is as opposed to a bunch of mad bitches like people in their feelings or people who are not going to look at it objectively the way you would assume judges would it just doesn't make sense and the fact that 4G was the only one who picked Shangela after that whole debacle over getting sent home by Shangela and then writing that shady note to Trixie and all of that stuff and she was the only bitch who was really like I'm going to give it to the bitch who, like, really came to play. What the fuck? And the whole purpose, I thought, of them doing those gag moments and those surprise this and, ooh, the eliminated bitches is back, it's supposed to be for the entertainment value. But where's the entertainment in, like, seeing a drag queen that clearly brought it and should win go up against a drag queen that should have gone home weeks ago in the final episode like it would have been more entertaining Mm. to be like biting your fingernails like oh my god who's gonna take this these bitches really like (laughs) that's what we want to see like what that it just I don't even want to watch the next season now oh man damn I was so pissed but mostly because like really my nigga Shangela bust her motherfucking ass the whole season I think the bitch was in the bottom like one time maybe and every other time was like thinking outside of the box slaying like killing it I just thought that that was so stupid it was such a dumb decision to do it that way and really like just ruins the ending of an otherwise entertaining series so whoever's choice it was to make that happen in that last episode very very dumb please do not ever fucking do that shit again 
Hmm. Unless you're just going to have all of the queens choose who's going to be in the bottom and the top or whatever every motherfucking week and win or whatever. like, And just to have RuPaul say hello. I mean, I don't even really like that because then it definitely turns into a my friend thing as opposed to who did the best job. Exactly. Thing, right? I didn't even like that that was the whole part of the series in general and like them picking who stays and goes or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I get that that's. You know, yeah. it's supposed to be dramatic and entertaining right. or whatever, but it's still based on, like, who did the best week by week. Right. Because if you did the best, you choosing. You know what I'm saying? And if you didn't, you might go home. But right. that was so stupid and so disappointing, and it really ruins, like, the entertainment value, and I don't even feel like it should have ended like Damn. that at all. And I feel like if Shangela and Trixie had gone against each other, Shangela may have, like, probably would have won. Because like I said, I feel like even Kennedy's lip sync was better than Trixie's in that last moment. But Trixie was the clear winner. Right. Ugh, I, so well, dumb. I am like very, very behind on Drag Race, but I have seen a lot of justice for Shangela Post on Absolutely. Tumblr. We're pissed. 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 The Drag Race fans are irate over this shit. And all of the queens are like loving each other. Oh, and Shangela's man. like, shout out to my girl Trixie and support Kennedy's new song and BB's yeah. Kickstarter. All of them are just, you know, showing each other love and all of that stuff. But I know when Shangela puts that hand on a pillow at night, that bitch knows that was. <laughs> some bullshit and she'll be fine and booked and great and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff regardless but you should have got that crown or at least the proper like right to fight for it that was dumb damn reminds me of when Beyonce didn't get album of the year for lemonade (laughs) bullshit can you imagine if like Carrie Hilson and Keisha Cole and motherfuckers were allowed to choose who won (laughs) the like why would you do that (laughs) a bunch of bitches were not even nominated Stupid. Oh, well, I guess that kind of is what happens, but still. Trash and not losers alone. (laughs) Right. Also, some people who are very good at what they do. Uh, Hello. Not a bunch of fucking haters. Not necessarily. Not all the time. But anyway, I see what you're saying. And that was trash. It was. So that's it for me. Well, I don't have too much to say this week. I just want to say, first of all, shout out to Betsy DeVos. DeVos. Still don't really know how to say her name. But uh, of all of the dumbasses in Trump's cabinet, she's really... She's gunning for that number one She spot. wants it. Um, she does a lot of stupid things. I believe somebody, a senator or a house representative, just dragged the fuck out of her. But um, I wanted to specifically mention the high school students at Parkland when, yeah. <laughs> when Betsy showed up. They were like, hey, girl, so instead of coming here and petting dogs and talking to the principal and maybe having a photo op, you could answer our fucking questions. Yeah. You avoided our real concerns. Like, we are the victims of a horrific attack here and nobody is like feeling the idea of arming public school teachers especially because every week we hear another story about not even public school just teachers in general like teachers do not need to be armed because teachers are human beings who are going to spaz off on these kids as well or who knows if the kid is still the key and unlock the gun and then they get a whole it's just a bad idea it's just dumb. but I'm always here for young people getting the shitty adults in their lives together so shout out to the Parkland kids for reminding Betsy DeVos that she ain't shit also Ben Carson something like a bitch move How to blame you your wife for here. this $31,000 table thing. <laughs> it was just up. like... <laughs> Jesus said that's the same thing he did with Popeyes. <laughs> Remember him? His, yes. The Popeyes was getting robbed story. 
Now all of a sudden it's, oh, I was looking at stuff with candy and left her alone for 30 seconds. And the next, you'll know women be shopping. <laughs> like, bitch, shut up. All of y'all are garbage. They are so trash. All of y'all are trash. Fuck Ben Carson. Again, still can't believe that you fell off this way in the manner that you have. Every black doctor I know looked up to Ben Carson. And now they are all just disgusted <laughs> like how did you how did it turn into this gross niggas will never know but for the main thing i wanted to talk about this week so there's been a lot of terrorist activity going on in austin texas um apparently oh, yeah. uh mark anthony condit has been sending lots of uh package bombs to people he's killed two wounded five mostly black once everybody realized he was targeting black people he went on ahead and took out a couple white ones uh, but we all know white people don't mind killing their own in order to terrorize the rest of us. So that didn't really surprise me so much. Um, I guess they've decided that it was him. I'm still really iffy on whether I believe it really was him or if they're just trying to be like, no, it was him. We got it. Everything's fine. Go back to mm-hmm. business as usual, niggas. Nothing to see here. Um, but I'm really over the American media not wanting to call things what they are. <gasps> I'm really fucking over it. Preach, preacher. And I could have never thought that there would be a time in my life where I would be like, shut the fuck up, New York Times. Like, <laughs> I never thought that. But the New York Times. You don't has, hear that often. No, because all again, it's like with doctors all my life. I've been obsessed with words and media mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And the New York Times has always been like, oh, bitch, if you could get published in the Times, there's just no greater newspaper. It is just. We bought the New York Times in Miami, <laughs> like right next to right, the Herald. Everybody did. Right. The New York Times was sold nationwide right, we all and it was it. more expensive and niggas still bought it. Yeah. Like it has always been that paper. But. I've noticed, especially maybe it's because, no, it's definitely because I've been paying closer attention. But since the Trump nomination and his election and this first really shitty year of his presidency, they keep running these Donald Trump's not so bad opinion pieces or like highlighting stories from Trump voters and the economic anxiety they feel. And, you know, we just have to be worried about white voters and West Bumblefuck Wyoming and the way they feel about things. It's just been a lot of highlighting opinions of people who like. There's no need for this because, first of all, we already know their ignorant ass message. Like these people are almost certainly racist, like every last one of them. And what they really want is an elimination of the people that they feel are making their lives worse. And they think that that is Latinos and immigrants and black people and gays when really it's the very, very rich white people running all this shit, making sure y'all stay broke. However, they don't have the sense to see that the way that it is. And the media is not helping. So... This whole Austin bombing thing has had black people, especially in Austin, very shook for a while. Reasonably so. The New York Times today tweeted, The Austin bombing suspect was a quiet, nerdy young man who came from a tight-knit, godly family, said Donna Sebastian Harp, who has known the family for 18 years. Why don't you send him some edible arrangements? He sounds so sweet. Well, I mean, since he came from such a tight-knit, godly family, maybe we should just all, you know, make some some little wood crosses and glaze them and and write and write (laughs) what's his fuck's name on them and and sprinkle glitter and shit on them and just go pray. Like, what? I used to love doing that in high school and middle school. Remember when Mike Brown died? 
And the New York, I believe it was the New York Times, ran a story about how Mike Brown was no angel mm-hmm. and he had been in trouble before. Nobody this, can forget that. The man was murdered. He was murdered in the street. No weapon. Just shot down. And yet y'all found a way to make it about how he was not worthy to live as a person. And yet <laughs> this white fuck has been sending bombs. Pack- like people have been opening packages and getting blown the fuck up. And what y'all decided to publish was this beautiful tale of, you know, his family was just so, they went to church every Sunday and everybody was so happy and he was just a nerd and a quiet kid. We always hear these stories. Awesome. When I read this, I thought you know what every other white boy the white boy that shot up the movie theater in Colorado the white boy that shot up the church in Charleston like every time they do something this is the shit we get the white boy who and they get value meals don't even get me started the white boy who went to Sandy Hook and killed his own mother in the process Mm -hmm. that nigga I didn't even realize that until I read like some stories later that he killed his own mother in the, I think bef- mm. on his way there on his one or the other yeah. I don't even recall exactly the details but every single time it's well he was just quiet and kept to himself and he really liked video games maybe it's the video games bitch it's not the video games video games are worldwide America America has this problem leave my video games alone thank you for bringing that up <laughs> it's not the and I'm not a fan of them shoot them up blood and violence and blow shit up and beat up strippers to get your money back video games I don't even <laughs> like all that bullshit but it's no way that niggas worldwide are playing video games all the time and yet America is the only country where we have to worry about sending our kids to fucking school America is it girl and it just made me think about how so embarrassing the stress of shit like this like the stress that black people in the Austin area have been feeling over the past week or two or whatever behind this situation is the same stress that we feel every time there's another story about unarmed black men this shit out of Sacramento with Stephen Clark who was had a phone in his own fucking backyard and yet the Sacramento police were like pew pew like just gonna 20 times my nigga, like that, For, I mean, it's stress and hypertension <laughs> that is taking black people out a lot more than the things y'all would like to blame, like pig's feet and greens mm-hmm. and never moving and just being lazy and any other stereotypes y'all might have about us. The stress of living in racist white America it's fucking killing us. It's putting a strain on our hearts. It's putting a strain on our systems. And we die earlier because of it. I don't know if you saw the most recent episode of Blackish, but it was all I about. Didn't. First of all, fucking hilarious. It's all about Dre's daddy. It's his 65th birthday. And the running gag is that he is the oldest black man in America okay. because he is 65 because years he made it. old. Because he made it right. to 65 against all odds. And you think about it, 65 for white people, they'd be like, I'm just hitting my stride. 65 right. is great. White people be 89 talking about, oh, it's my mom's birthday. Bitch, what? Your mom is what? You going to a, a birthday party for your mama? Are you kidding me? Your mama lived to like 106 other than that idol lady that you talked about. Like we don't hear about black people living that long and when they do it's always women and they're always like you know what I did stayed at home all day left them white folks alone didn't get married raised my kids or didn't I ate my vegetables drank water had me some red wine and and hit the track three times a week it's always some shit like that where you have to live these incredibly like 
you have to kind of almost limit yourself mm -hmm. from the bullshit, the exposure of what's really going on because the stress of it will kill you. The stress of reading these news headlines two or three times a week about how white people don't give a fuck about us or our rights. And it's not even just us. It's, it's damn near all people of color in this country. Mm -hmm. But like just reading about it all the time, how y'all are just really like, well, y'all's lives are disposable. Right. Y'all's lives really mean less than nothing to us. And we're going to prove that over and over again by the politicians we elect and by the laws we enact and by the police forces that we allow to continue even though they do this all the fucking time and what really happens a lawsuit that gets settled the city ends up paying a, a massive amount of money usually to these families and y'all go right on with business as usual mm -hmm. they don't give one fuck about our lives none of these victims families would rather have the check than their son or daughter back not a goddamn one but y'all don't really give a fuck about spending money as long as you get to still kill niggas with abandon and glee and it just makes me so sick that somebody or a publication as respected as the new york times somebody a, a publication that i have looked up to like i said all my life to now be grown and realize that y'all are perpetuating the same bullshit like now in 2018 on social media and on your website and like in your opinion section and all this like y'all are keeping the same bullshit going that feeds that anxiety about us that that holds up the idea that white people are the you know these these white boys are an exception and you know they were he was just he was quiet and kept to himself and he liked video games and that's mm -hmm. what was wrong with him like it was it was all that sort of thing instead of acknowledging that america specifically white america but america has a real ass problem with guns and it's only going to get worse from here absolutely especially because we refuse to acknowledge that we have a fucking problem with guns it's out of control when babies cannot go to school. Kindergartners and first graders cannot go to school and, and be expected to make it home the same day. It we have a fucking issue. Right. Sense. But so I just wanted to say, you know, I don't understand it about the times I don't and, and it's not even just them it's so many other media it's most mainstream right. media outlets and all this shit Donald Trump be talking about fake news no this shit is not fake it's just biased it's just very biased and it's not biased against him in the way he wants to act like it's some kind of witch hunt like oh my god everybody just hates Donald Trump's no sir you are a shit bag but the way they talk about black people in our lives is if they don't matter and white people are just like, if they do something crazy, like, mail bombs to a bunch of different black people, then he was just nerdy. And, you know, he was just quiet, you guys. He just kept to himself. And, and he was just always a little weird, but we didn't think anything of it. And it's just one of those boys. My no. thing about that stuff is, like, and another thing that adds to Trash. the stress of being a black person in this country is those reports. It's disappointing to still right. have to see that stuff all of the time. And honestly, when you're talking about a publication like The Times, I feel like this is this kind of of shit and reporting and behavior is mm -hmm. so blatantly like redundant and predictable that I'm almost confused as to how it still happens. Like, I'm almost confused Man. as to how, like, an editor or anybody is like, no, like, don't you know that this is, like, some shit that always and happens and why it's wrong? So like, bad, right. I don't even understand. Like, I really passed, like... It just makes me feel like it has to be intentional and it's just a part of this country's, like, 
mission to keep people of color specifically black people down and hurt and you know Mm -hmm. terrorized all of the time and lift white people up in whatever absurd rights it is that they think that they want or demand you know to keep all of that stuff in order it doesn't even like outside of just black people just the issue with gun control should be so like right. obvious it's not even like they're like it's not gun banning they're saying gun control control mm-hmm. the guns in this country even something like, simple like you have to be 21 to buy a semi-automatic rifle shut up like, nope don't nope. want to hear it <laughs> nope <laughs> these are perfectly reasonable things to ask it just doesn't and if things as like horrific as school shootings as often as they have happened and it, like If these things can continuously happen over and over and over again, where kids in kindergarten, first grade and stuff like that are losing their lives and this country is still like, I just don't give a fuck. Die well. It's like you never fucking will. And nothing is going to change that. If little white babies (laughs) are dying because of the lack of gun control. And it's like, how do you not? How are we not all having yeah. ulcers and heart palpitations? And the NRA was fighting Florida's governor over raising the age of buying them rifles to 21. It's like, what? Why? why? Like, why? why? What? 21 is too young. <laughs> 21 is still too young. But it's also only three years away from 18. If you want a gun that bad, you can wait. You can. It's just not that. What is going on <laughs> Why that you need a so gun at 18? It doesn't make sense. And you can't wait till 21. And when publications like The Time publish shit like that, what that means is that the rest of us have to go back to the same tired cycle of defending our humanity to people who don't give one fuck about it anyway. And it's exhausting and it's fucking draining and it contributes to our stress. And y'all wonder why black people all have high blood pressure and they die at 58 and if they get to 58 and all all this other shit. It's like, well, y'all don't make it no easier for us to prosper and live in a healthy, happy way in this country. You just don't. And then you wonder why people ignore the news and don't want to pay attention to nothing. Bitch, we're trying to live. Like, I don't blame anybody who's like, girl, I checked out from the news cycle this week. I can't do it. Like, I'm I'm tired. Like, I'm literally, I feel it in my bones. Like, I can't get enough sleep. I'm so tired of this shit. It's real. That shit is very real. Sometimes I get in my moods where I watch MSNBC all day. Can't do it. <laughs> and wait for Wait for, never mind, let me not say that's going to be considered offensive. But sometimes I have those moods and then sometimes I'm like, oh no, girl, I won't be doing it. Like my mental health can't handle it this week. That's very real. And it's something white people don't, white people don't think about that. White people frolicking into their 90s like it's nothing. I've had to check (sighs) out on all of those things, social media and everything included. All of the like constant. It's nonstop. Just bullshit, whether you're hearing about police brutality or you're just reading, you know, this constant perpetuation of white people being, you know, angels when they're evil right. and black people being evil when they're just living or walking or raising their kids. When they, when we did nothing. We did literally nothing. Like, oh, he had a gun. Oh, but it was actually a crowbar. Oh, on second thought, it was a Galaxy Samsung or something. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? Or y'all could have just not shot him. Or you could have just not shot him. They did the same thing with Philando Castile. And he said, I'm a registered gun owner. It's a gun in the glove compartment. And the officer shot him anyway. Like, if I wanted to kill you i'm not gonna tell you that i have a gun and i'm finna pull it out like i'm I'm not gonna do that but you're so scared of this skin that you reacted anyway and you know you'll get away with it huh and you know and you know you can get away with it i'm just makes me anyway i'm really about that fucking like uh the ny nypd had like some 
like hundreds of cops that had uh oh no don't tell me this hundreds of cops that had gotten there was like a list of of police officers that had been like suspended or not suspended over like like tons of violations like rape or killing unarmed people and stuff like that or whatever and it was like never i talked about this on the psa podcast i was a guest of theirs like a couple weeks ago and it was a topic of theirs and it didn't shock me it was just like a whole bunch of officers that ain't shit that have committed horrendous horrendous crimes and and have gotten away with it they're still out here working and stuff like that like bad as like killing Mm -hmm. raping a lot of them were in prisons some of them were in schools like fucking messing around with the students and stuff like that and they're still working and that is exactly why Like, the police force in this country is the way that it is because they're allowed to be horrible mm-hmm. people. Not just horrible cops, horrible people. Right. And get away with it, and they're saved all of the time. And if you even say, this is bad, like, this is wrong, like, the police need work, you're a cop hater. They call you something and wrong like, with you for like, wanting the police to not kill people. Like, it's just, that should not be so hard. They take money from me to pay you. That should, right. My tax is high as fuck. And yet, I'm not allowed to be like, hey, you could be doing your job better? No, I don't think so. That's not, that's not cop-hating. That's wanting a real, useful, actual police force, an effective police force that does not terrorize the neighborhoods they are in. That's what that is. I know Donald Trump's forefathers and all of those <laughs> other terrible white people. They are rolling around in their graves. I'm and sure in they're hell, loving this shit. Hating social media. <laughs> oh, well, Because yeah. social media is pressing that. It's like becoming harder and harder and harder for them to like just do the horrible, ridiculous shady shit that they've done for hundreds and hundreds of years without it being it it like it makes less and less sense for white people to do and say the things that they've been doing and saying to get away with the shit that they do Mm -hmm. because it's like you obviously wrong and this obviously doesn't make any sense and I have immediate access to all of the reasons why you wrong as fuck and now it's just basically like we're gonna do it anyway and they're like struggling you can see them like struggling to like come up with reasons and explanations instead of just saying we gonna do what we want to do. Right. That's why I've always said like you might as well just say we don't give a fuck about black people. We don't give a fuck about y'all living or dying, and we're gonna do whatever the fuck. We don't give a fuck about y'all getting oh, shooting well. up schools. <laughs> we don't give a fuck about none of that. You can be mad if you want to. You know, ain't shit gonna change, and right. you know you're not gonna stop us. Deal. Like I would prefer that. Right. But and you can stop acting like it's just old white people too, because it wasn't old oh, white people at the KKK marches and shit in Charleston. It's not a. I think a thirteen-year-old white boy was calling members of the Georgia NAACP. Yeah, pissed. Talking about I'm a I'm a nigger killer or whatever the fuck else. Like it's not. It's it's all of y'all. It's so. interns. It's assistants. Woo. <laughs> students. All right. I think that wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Don't forget that this episode is sponsored by Acer. Take your gaming with you with the ultra-thin Predator Helios 3300 and their 7th Gen Intel Core i7 processor and NVIDIA Geo... Well, I don't even know what that Geo is. Geoforce. Oh, yes. The Geoforce tech. It gives you a tear-free gaming experience unlike any other. So go to Acer.com, click on store, and enter coupon code The Read at checkout to get 10% off plus free ground shipping on a Predator Helios 300 laptop including the ones that are already on sale again offer valid through April 30th 2018 limited to one per order also check out our website this is the and check us out on social at this is the read you have any news this week um okay so first of all 
You can still get tickets for Asante's second show of If I Were a Rapper at ifiwereawrapper.com. Yep, yep, yep. Only a couple tickets left for the late show. So that should be exciting. I cannot wait to see it. I've heard that there's vigorous rehearsals and things going on. I'm going to try to drop in on a rehearsal sometime this week. So we'll see if this snow stops acting up. But yeah, it's going to be a fun time. If I were a rapper.com for tickets to Asante's show. If you're in Boston, we're coming to see you guys on April 7th. I'm not sure if tickets are left, but you can go to Mm thereadlive.com and check that all out. Uh, Shout out to Cat Williams on Atlanta. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I cried. Shout out to them for having Cat Williams on there like, <laughs> That's alligator man. <laughs> build him back up. He do got an alligator. <laughs> there was so, and there was an alligator. And there was there. an alligator. That show oh, was just so good. Speaking of, shout out to Donald Glover because IndieWire um, did a whole post about the best shows on each network. Mm. And Atlanta was voted best show on, on FX. FX. Yes. And Robin Thede because her show was voted best show on BET. And also, it I is. do not see the lie. It is, <laughs> just, it is fucking good. That's just it's about so it. Funny. Yeah, you're right. So go Robin, go Donald, y'all doing it. Um, let's see, is there anything else? Make sure you check out Kid Fury on. Uh, oh gosh, <laughs> I knew you wasn't gonna say it. Your appearance on Jesus and Meryl, though. Go watch the extended clip on YouTube because it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me over there, Jesus and Meryl. Shout you out and Jesus look just like. I mean, cousins is a reach. Honestly, y'all look like brothers. <laughs> Y'all look. We might be like y'all honestly. Look I have just a lot. It's very very possible. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's so weird. And you wouldn't even. We wouldn't even find out until you know. God willing, we make it to like our fifties, right? And we're like, oh, so it was this person who was married to that person, and they had that, and then your mom. I mean, down to the beard and everything. Y'all, are, he looks like your older brother, but it was so. It was funny. And yeah, fun. and I had your a good rainbow. Time. I had to take a picture. I took a picture of the TV because I was on the floor <laughs> laughing at Shonda. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Shout out to everybody over there advice when they live them two niggas they and do. y'all are flourishing they do. <laughs> i was so excited because i i was like you know i remember you know them just being funny niggas on twitter like us all tweeting right. and stuff like that and, and then look. like when people found out that i was doing the show like friends and family of mine and like followers <laughs> like you've made it like <laughs> I was like, y'all are now like is your moment. the Bronx's Oprah. <laughs> they like are. they need to have a favorite things. No, they really are. They should. They really are. So yeah, shout out to Jesus and Mara over there doing the damn thing and and inciting the beige rage. I love it. When you told them they owed your wife an apology, I was like, get this nigga off my TV. I mean, because come on, that was so stupid. Woo! All right. Anything else? No an acronym this week. The acronym this week can be. Um, mm-hmm. Get on the bus. I don't have an acronym this week, okay. but I will say I will leave you with this. Sometimes you gotta tell harsh truths. Sometimes you gotta shake motherfuckers into their sense. And sometimes the best thing to do is to hurt a motherfucker's feelings, but with love. Or with malice. Either one, really. I mean, whatever makes you feel better. But, like, the fact of the matter is, sometimes you have to be aggressively honest. Niggas need it. Because they will not accept you trying to be kind about it. You have to be like, so deadass, this is what it is, and I'm not fucking with you about it. Some of us are afraid 
to be honest because you think that being your honesty is going to it's mean like you equate being real or truthful with being unkind sometimes it might be a little unkind to be honest but the honesty portion of it is the more important the most it important is. part of all of those things so tell these niggas the truth and if they hate feelings get fucking hurt simultaneously oh well give them niggas a bandage all right that was very poignant let's end on that note we will see y'all next week goodbye